Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast, episode 54. I am your host, Colton, and we are a podcast dedicated to not only talking about Gintama through the manga, but Gintama through the old Viz Media release over here in North America that was unfortunately discontinued after the first 23 volumes. Uh, but uh, essentially, we like to talk about Gintama the manga from the beginning, and uh, we are currently at uh, volume 10 uh, you know, just in case you may not have listened to our previous episode, episode 53, we are in the middle of covering the Infant Strife arc, uh, that is chapters 77 through 80, and uh, on this episode, we are going to be finishing off the arc with uh, chapters 79 and 80 in particular, uh, with special guest uh, unofficial Gintama translator Bomber D. Rufi, otherwise known as Kiroban on Twitter. As for the rest of the show, we have our usual uh, life lessons segment going through each chapter title of every chapter of the manga and discussing how it may relate to the chapter or the series overall. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about uh, chapters 79 and 80 in their chapter titles, respectively. And uh, afterwards, uh, we will conclude with a anime manga comparison segment of episodes 51 and 52 of the anime. Uh, so that's pretty much it for this episode. And uh, I guess just before we go on to the show, uh, there are a few things that uh, I need to talk about real quick. Um, first and foremost, um, you know, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, uh, we are conducting a uh, essentially our first podcast survey. Um Basically asking our listeners, uh, you know, what, where, where you might be, uh, downloading or listening to the podcast, uh, you know, uh, which special guests or frequent uh, contributors to the show would you like to hear more from? Um, you know, just stuff like that. Just some general feedback on the show. It's, it's been a couple of years. I figured I'd start doing something like this. Um, we've already gotten a few responses so far, so that's good. Um, already kind of have an idea of um, which guests people really like to listen to, but uh, we really could use a few more uh, answers for this survey. So um, uh, the survey is actually going to be up until about April this year, basically the month of our, uh, I want to say our fourth anniversary. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking about, uh, we'll be talking about the, the, uh, um, the results Lost my words there for a second. We'll be talking about the results uh, of that survey on our fourth anniversary podcast. So that'll be interesting to take a look at. But we really could use a few more people to take a look at that and answer that. So uh, hopefully uh, the link to that survey will either be in the uh, show notes of this episode and other episodes of the show until April. Or, you know, if you follow us on Twitter, that's Ginta Manga Cast on Twitter. You'll see me occasionally tweet out uh, the survey every once in a while, hopefully as often as I can. Um, but yeah, please take that if you are, uh, if you would be so kind to. I would really appreciate that. Um, but uh, let's see what else. So um, since the last episode of the podcast, actually, um, I think actually the day I had um, I had finished uh, editing and finalizing. Uh, the last episode of the podcast was actually the day uh, Crunchyroll decided to start uploading new episodes of their Gintama English dub. Uh, so that was a 
pretty nice surprise. Um, I won't talk too much about my thoughts about the dub so far right now, just because I think I might want to maybe save those for a future podcast. I'm sort of in talks with Doctor at the moment from Just a Kintama podcast. Again, another frequent contributor to the show um, about maybe doing some kind of a, a podcast discussion about that in the future. Uh, maybe I'll even put it up on this feed as well. Um, I don't know what we're still kind of figuring things out with that. But, um, you know, just to let you guys know some info about that dub, uh, Crunchyroll uh, is not dubbing the series from episode one. Um, that may come as a slight surprise to some of you, though I feel like I may understand why they've made this decision. Um, few factors probably, uh, are in play there, but, uh, but it seems like for right now, uh, Crunchyroll has, uh, dubbed in English, uh, episodes 266 to 316, and, uh, they're in the middle of releasing about, uh, 13 episodes, uh, a week every Wednesday, uh, for that season in particular. So essentially, uh, those episodes are, um, are from the 2015 run of the Gintama anime, including such arcs as the Shogun Assassination and Farewell Shinsugumi arcs. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I will just say so far, and just in case anyone's wondering this at least, um, the dub has been pretty good so far. It's, um, I promise it is a lot better than, uh, whatever dub Sentai gave the Benny Zakura movie. Um, it is so much better than that. I really do think it's worth checking out. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm already kind of growing fond of a lot of the characters' voices in English, English already. Um, and I'm actively looking forward to, uh, each batch of episodes every Wednesday. I've been watching a lot of them and, uh, tweeting my thoughts at them. If you want to follow me, that's, uh, Sniper King 323. But, uh, yeah, essentially, it's, it's good. I promise. Uh, you will not, you will not hate it. I can promise that. Um, so, if you're caught up enough to the anime and, uh, you know, you want to check it out, I suggest you do. That's at, uh, Crunchyroll.com. I'll probably leave a link to those batch of episodes in the show notes if anyone is curious. But yeah, so it's it's out and people should watch it, especially if we want any chance of Crunchyroll to, you know, because essentially I feel like if these episodes do well, and, and honestly, these are a pretty good batch of episodes to start with, really gives you a good kind of sample size of... um of of what all the characters sound will sound like in English, uh, definitely more so than um, the very end of the Betty Zachary movie, where like almost every character got like one line, and you have to like judge their Sentai voices from that one line, uh, which, to be honest, I didn't think was very fair. But uh, you know, that's just that's just how the movie is. Um, but yeah, no. So I think personally, these are a good batch of episodes to start off with. Um, it really gives you a good sense of uh of how these actors uh portray their respective characters and uh i think if there's any hope of crunchyroll hopefully starting from the beginning um you you guys should really support this dub and watch it on crunchyroll um and buy the uh, dvds and blu-rays when those eventually are out uh there's been no information on those at this time but uh we will definitely be letting you know when um there is some kind of release date for those. Uh, I personally will be buying both DVDs and Blu-rays because I want to support uh, the shit out of this. Very much so. Uh, I feel like 
I wouldn't be a I wouldn't be a good fan if I didn't. Uh, I promise that's not uh, trying to I'm not trying to guilt anyone else. That's just a standard I set for myself in particular. I'm just gonna shut up before I uh, accidentally offend somebody. Um, but no, dub is good. I really enjoy it. Um, again, hopefully look forward to a podcast where I can maybe talk more in depth about the dub and what I think about a few performances in particular. But uh, yeah, that's a thing. Go watch it on Crunchyroll. It's well worth it. Please support this. Uh, I think it's very worth it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to talk about. Uh, I don't think there is. So I guess uh, with all of that out of the way, uh, everybody enjoy this episode of the podcast as me and Bomber finish off the Infant Strife arc. Enjoy. This is the manga recap for chapter 79. If you want to see someone, make an appointment first. And so um, we basically uh, start off this next chapter of the infant arc. Whereas uh, last chapter, Hashida was in the middle of uh, interrogating Ofusa about uh, about the whereabouts of his grandson, uh, Kanchichiro. And uh, he's in the middle of that. And uh, he basically is... Uh, about to order his two goons to uh, to basically take out one of Ofusa's eyes, and uh, Hashida asks Ofusa, "Well, hey, do you know why you have two eyes? It's uh, it's so that you know you can still get by in life after uh, after we cut one out." Which is, um, I guess that's some sound logic, but I would rather keep both of my eyes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I always, I don't know, I love one thing with Sorachi is I love that he has. He has these really great badass, pre-badassery one-liners. Even though in this case it's really not badass, it's really it's more really, like it's more like uh, shitty and terrifying. Yeah, it is shitty and terrifying. But I, I always like his pre-something shits about to go down lines. He's really good at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great tension here in this beginning scene. As Hashida's basically like, "Hey, it's your last chance. Where's my grandson?" And obviously. Uh, Ofusa is, uh, she's nervous and she's sweating quite a lot, but uh, the scene is great because even though she is definitely in dire straits and you can tell she does not like the situation, she is, she's basically willing to to sacrifice something, anything really, in order to keep her son safe, which is very admirable. I really like the close-up shots here at the bottom of the page where where, uh, Hashida's men are basically... uh, holding up the uh, blade to her eye closer and closer. It's really nice and cinematic. I like it. Like, it makes Ofusa so much more of a badass. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this also gives more evidence to uh, to what everybody usually says about Gintama and how... Uh, so, Sirachi's female characters are usually very good. I-, I would say arguably better than really most Jump authors, or really yeah. anyone that writes Shonen in general. And I think this is just further evidence of that, especially with a really minor character, too. So I I very much appreciate that. I mean, interesting note about Ofusa, her thing, her name is, I don't have to conjure in front of me, but her name, the O isn't part of her name, probably. I won't. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, 
it's part of like it's the adding the O to the name makes a woman's it's more honorable, kind of like ties O tie. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I didn't I didn't even think about that. So it's so so you're saying it's very possible that that her name is just Fusa, but the only thing is I've never heard of that name. So I want to believe. Well, while you're reading, I guess I can look that up, but I want to believe it might just be Fusa, but... That's that's, inter- that's interesting. I didn't even, like, think about that, because I, I do keep forgetting that, like, because uh, for, for a while, like, I never knew that Otai was, like, like the O wasn't actually a part of her name. That's, like, a very, like, the, the from what I understand, like, the, like, like I, I know you just explained it, from, but, like, for a while, like, from what everybody was telling me, it seemed from what I understand, how I understand it, it just seemed like the O in front of most women's names. Ju- it, like it was basically just like a very old, very old, old kind of honorific in a sense. Yeah, essentially that's what it kind of is. Hmm, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I I didn't even think about that, but I guess yeah. While you you, you can while you look that up, you can interrupt me any time. But uh, right. So right. essentially, uh, uh, before. Ofusa's eye can uh, be gouged out. Thankfully, Shinpachi Kagura and uh, Hasegawa are knocked into the room through the door because uh, Shinpachi was watching in the last chapter. And uh, Hashida is obviously surprised by this and asks, you know, what the hell's going on as uh, Nizo and the rest of his men uh, come in, th- come into the room. And Nizo's like, oh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, you know, I-, I found I found these uh, people watching from outside and uh obviously hashida recognizes at least kagura and shinpachi from uh from when he saw him at otose's place and um you know he's just like well you know you've got a lot of nerve you know spying on me in my own uh uh, you know, in my own territory, like, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I told you that uh, this was a family matter and that we'd handle it from here. And, you know, Shipachi retorts back and says, you know, that's okay. We're, we're here on our own account. You know, don't you think you're, don't you think you're kind of going a little too far, even for, you know, for such a devoted grandfather, such as yourself, Mr. Hashida and Hashida is obviously, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, you you went too far, you know, when you chose to uh, meddle in my affairs. You know, there are things in this world that you're better off not knowing. And uh, after he says that, uh, the rest of his goons are ready to uh, pounce and attack them, which uh, Hasegawa's like, hey, um, hey, hey, guys, um, I have nothing to do with this. Can I go home? This is my first day on the job. I'm really sorry. Like. Just, I'm like, please let me go, and <laughs> and uh, I feel sorry for Hasegawa. This is probably one of the worst first days on the job ever. Yeah, <laughs> this poor guy just wants to, to work, and it seems like every time he finds something, to yours, you find some way to ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and while while he's pleading, Kagura is uh still keeping up with the mage stick and is like, oh master, what would you like in your coffee? Milk or sugar? But you know, actually scratch that. A coffee actually tastes better with sugar and just uh th- throws a sugar smoke bomb? I guess. I I guess. That's uh, some very powdery sugar. <laughs> I'm not sure where they got that. I'd really like to know. It's always something that's always kind maybe, of maybe maybe not- she got it for maybe she had Katsura make it for her. I don't know. Uh, no, no okay. one else is capable of making bombs in this uh, this stupid show. Obviously, 
Yeah, obviously. Um, so what happens on the next page? So, you know, they, they make a smooth smoke screen, and you know, she does like you meddling kids. <laughs> And then they realize, oh, uh, Fusa, that Fusa is gone. And you know, they're like, damn it, she's gone. Block the exits. She still must be in here somewhere. And then you got Nizo, you know, not sure if he's getting high or something, but whatever he's doing, he's got the sniff it, sniff it in his nose. Yeah, that, that's, a, oh, that, that's like a weird kind of quirk that I always thought was kind of interesting about him. But I feel like since, since he's... um. Well, I I, for, I forgot if they mentioned this in the last chapter or not. I I think I think we know at this point he's blind, and um, you know I, I I just like now that I think about it, I think it's because he's blind. He's using his other senses to uh, use his uh, like his sword techniques. I think it I think it kind of makes sense that he would carry nasal spray to keep his nose clear or whatever. Yeah, I I guess so. Though he I guess so. Though it is it is possible that he maybe uses it a little too much. Maybe he likes it just a little much. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's that's what I always thought because he uses it quite often for it to just be a sort of, oh well, I'm just clearing my nose. Maybe maybe, I mean, maybe he maybe he just has a very runny nose and we just don't know it. Maybe it is. And actually, looking it up now, I have finally found Ofusa's name. Okay, and yeah, it's it's Ofusa, but it's interesting because her name means tassel. But huh. Yeah, I don't know if it's part of her name because we're not given we the the thing gives us a whole bunch of information. I didn't know her birthday was September thirteenth. <laughs> I didn't even know she had a birthday. Uh, yeah, apparently it's here. It, she's got a birthday and she's it's September thirteenth, and her name means tassel, like I said. But I've never heard of Fusa's, and I mean it might be her last name, of course. It may not necessarily be her first name, huh. but. And she's about five foot five. <laughs> so, yeah, this thing's really, really kind of detailed. <laughs> I didn't know we had such detailed uh, 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 information on on these characters at all. That's really interesting. Yeah, the the Japanese Wikipedia has got like I I mean they're in character books. They're clearly probably in character books. Too, oh yeah, that's right. But but I mean yeah, I didn't think. But yeah, she's about five foot five. September thirteenth. I don't fifty two kilograms, which I don't feel like doing the math to figure out how much she weighs. Plus, it's rude. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so wait, so so is the O a part of her name then, or? Uh, I would assume not. Okay, but but there's no like, but there's no like clear indication if there is or is not. I would say it isn't, just because there there's there's plenty there are other women like, um, but then again, there's Otose, which. I don't know. That one's always kind of mystified. Me so, too. I, so yeah, like because that because we know at this point that like that's not, Otose is not her real name. That's just like that's just yeah. like an alias she takes up. So is so like is her actual alias just Tose? Because that doesn't sound nearly as cool. Yeah, it doesn't. You see, that's what I always used to think that that doesn't sound right. I mean, I guess for it's at this point we're both talking about things that don't matter <laughs> but but i mean i mean yeah. i would ass- i would assume i mean obviously but you get, the class of both women are way different also i mean ofusa is basically a maid yeah <laughs> and otose is like uh, you know essentially a madam <laughs> so yeah she i mean she she she's a business owner so yeah so she can she can choose to do that, so I'm gonna assume that. I mean, but the thing about it is, I guess that could be her first name because 
it's not like Tai is known as Oshimura. She's known as Otai. Yeah. <laughs> and her friend is Oreo. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is. That is. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that either. Huh. Yeah. But Rio for an is actually. I know that for a fact to be an actual female's name. Oh, okay. So that, you know, in fact, if we want further proof of this, Soyo Hime's voice actor, her her name is Rio Hirohashi. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so it is definitely a female's name. Hmm. But Oreo, I know for a fact that Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> but I, <laughs> you, I think you like that joke I, I a little know. too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I know for a fact that the O is just honorable, and same thing for Ty. Her name is Ty. Yeah, see, like I, which... I can like like Ty. Ty sounds like if you take the O out, like Ty still sounds like a normal Japanese name to me, whereas Fusa just sounds kind of weird. Yeah, and that's what that's my point too. It's like it doesn't sound right. Fusa sounds like sounds like a char- sounds like a name you give to a character in The Lion King. Yeah, yeah, that's just. Or at um, least I'm I'm like yeah. I'm like eighty percent sure that like that is a like that is a character name in one of the Lion King movies, but I don't feel like looking it up because it's not important. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, so and, I mean, while we're on the subject of names, Ty's name means strange. Ah, uh, well, I guess I can kind of <laughs> see that. I mean, it can it means strange and usual, excellent. So. I'm sure Ty prefers the last one, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that. Well, I I, th- I think I think for all intents and purposes, I'll probably just stick with Ofusa. Yeah, yeah, we we could stick with Ofusa. But anyways, yes. um, we got off into a tangent, but it was a Gintama tangent, so it, was worth, it, it counts. It count this that one we can say that we educated the audience a little bit. Yes, but yeah, we've got um we've got um Nizo here using his nose spray. And like you said, it's probably just to keep his other senses clear, even though I feel like he uses a, quite a bit for that. He's probably addicted. <laughs> probably. I mean, I've heard Flonase is addictive, but... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so anyway, he, he sniffs it. He sniffs, he gets a little bit, he gets ready in battle mode. And he's just, you know, standing, standing. Another cinematic sequence here where we got, you know, him concentrating... You know, smoke billowing out. Then the next frame, he's like there, and you see him. You know, satisfactory. Yeah, he Sat- he makes he he makes the uh, he makes the um, observation that the airflow has changed, and that it's 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 basically all flowing out of somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and so the way Sorachi draws it is really nice. You know, it's like unless you really pay attention, you would miss it. I mean, and and I kind of like it when the when mob artists do that. But anyway, he slashes at the wall, and it looks like he's slashing at nothing, but to reveal that our heroes have made it to the roof and haven't had quite enough time to escape yet. Yeah, he he basically he basically turns a hole in the wall into a bigger hole. So that so that was pretty cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah, he 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 essentially, you know, he 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 targets and uh, finds our uh, finds our heroes in the middle of escaping, like you said, but. Uh, on the next page, we kind of cut away from the action for a bit, and uh, we basically go back to the lobby of Hashidaya, where uh, Gin is uh, having a lot of trouble trying to get through the receptionist, and he's basically like, uh, "Hey, uh, I want to see the company president. Can you make that happen?" And the, the receptionist is basically like, "Well, hey, do you have an apo?" Which is basically just 
the shorter version of uh, of the word appointment. You know, uh, the the Japanese like to shorten words a lot. Yeah, yeah, they have a big thing for shortening things to make them easier to say, and so you can convey them quickly in speech. <laughs> and Gin, obviously, getting into some wordplay here is like what apple what are you talking about like like what kind of what what kind of apples does the president like uh, fuji apples i guess i could i guess i can go get some i mean i'm already here i don't really feel like making another trip uh <laughs> but the but the receptionist is obviously like no not apple apo it, it means appointment D- don't you get our trendy lingo you know what why would i ask for an apple that's that's stupid it's not funny <laughs> And Gin is just looking at Kanshichiro on his back and is like, look, look eat, eat, eat snacks on your own time, lady. I, 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 I need to see the president, which uh, Kanshichiro is picking up on the lingo here, just saying, apple, apple. That's cute. And Gin is, starts complaining about Japanese society, like always, and is like, you can't do anything in Japan these days without going through a, a whole mountain of red tape, a bureaucracy, am I right, guys? Uh, <laughs> and he just starts yelling, what? What is Japan coming to? I can't believe it! And obviously, the, the Kanshichiro on his back is like, yeah, yeah, dad, tell it like it is. <laughs> I love that you're giving this kid a voice. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like him more as a character now. <laughs> Crunchyroll, if you're listening, you should fly us out to San Francisco or wherever you're dubbing Gintama. Voice one, give us, give, give the voice of the baby to one of us. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we stick to the original script. Um, <laughs> and not, and not turn Babo, which is what he actually said, into a social commentary. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, but, uh, the receptionists are obviously like, sir, please, please just stop. What are you doing? <laughs> stop, stop making our day so much harder. We already have to stand here all fucking day. We don't really want to have to listen to customers or at least angry <laughs> customers. It's bullshit. Um, but, but one of the receptionists is like, oh, hey, that baby on your back that kind of looks like the company president's baby. Huh? That's, that's interesting. I'm just just gonna let that go, and uh, they hear a thud from higher up in the building, and the receptionists are like, "Oh, well, what was that? Okay, that was weird." And while while they're distracted, Gin gets on the elevator to head up to one of the higher floors of the building, and they're just like, "Hey, you can't go in there. You need to make an appointment." And Gin's like, "Apple," and the baby's <laughs> like, "Apple," and it's cute. Basically, like, okay, whatever, bitch, I'm out. <laughs> so we we cut back to uh, the top top of the building, and uh, basically Hasegawa, Shinpachi, and Ofusa are running away from samurai goons, and uh, they're obviously panicking and running very fast. And Hasegawa's like, I can't breathe. My lungs really hurt. I gotta stop smoking, and also I gotta stop hanging out with you guys. You guys fucking suck. Um, <laughs> And Shinpachi is like, hey, oh, where's Kagura? She disappeared. And then what happens What happens next? What's Kagura doing? Well, she's basically going She-Hulk on, like, I guess a water cooler? I'm not sure what this is. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. I was. I don't know what this is either. Because in the anime, like, I know we're kind of jumping ahead a bit here, but when Nizo cuts it eventually, like, 
it looks like some kind of like um some kind of brown wick liquid comes out. I wasn't sure if that was like oil or something. Yeah, I mean like of course here we can't tell. It's just a liquid. But I mean yeah, basically she rips it out and you know she's going she's going super sane while doing it. And then everybody just stops and look at it and looks at her and like she plays like wait 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 we're right here. We're right here. Don't throw that. <laughs> And then she does anyway, and everybody's just like, oh, fuck this, and they run. Except for Nizo, which, I mean, maybe you would think that since he's blind, somebody would tell him, hey, there's something coming towards you. I just, I would, I would love it. <laughs> I would love it if, like, somebody thought to tell him but didn't tell him, and then Nizo <laughs> just doesn't know it's coming at him, and that just, that just hits him. That would have been a lot funnier, but. You know. Yeah, that's not. But of course, he wouldn't be much of a blind, wandering swordsman if that could fell him. So clearly, he cuts it in half with just one sword stroke. And then you know, Shinpachi's like, "Holy crap!" And Hasuka is like, "Is that guy even human?" And then Shinpachi's like, "Yeah, we're, we're we're gonna leave because we don't stand a chance against that guy." Yeah, we can't fight this guy. And then like, there he's like, "Let's run!" And Hasuka was already running. <laughs> he's like, "You're already ahead of me." <laughs> <laughs> And then they both trip and they're falling down a bit. And then uh, and they grab the they grab the very edge of the building. Ooh, yeah, they they look they look like they're going to fall off. That's yeah, not they, good. Yeah, they they look pretty doomed. And they die and that's the end of the arc. I mean, like I was really interested in seeing where Shinpachi's character development was going to go, but obviously, you know, th- th- their their dojo was a joke from the very beginning. You know, like it was it, that was never going to get resolved. Yeah, it, it, I mean, ten volumes is pretty long time for a jump manga. I mean, yeah, like ten old volumes. That's that's pretty good. I think Buso Redkin lasted that long. Yeah, they got an anime and everything. You know, yeah. I mean, so it had nothing to do with the fact that it was written by you know Watsuki. Oh no, not not at all. It, it was because it deserved that. Yes, and I mean, as a disclaimer, everybody, I watched Busan Rankin and liked it, so this is no way reflecting <laughs> some kind of discouraging opinion of the series. <laughs> no yeah, if, if you want discouraging opinions from Busan Renkin, I'll, I'll I'll be sure to have Josh next time, and we'll ask him about his opinions on Busan Renkin because it's oh, it's 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 one of it's one of his favorite manga that he totally read more than two pages of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Josh has actually told me this off mic just to go on a tangent. He has read he he told me he didn't even finish the first chapter of Booster Redkin before he just totally wrote it off. <laughs> well I, I, mean, lo- I love the- I love Josh, but sometimes I don't know if I really trust his opinion on manga. Yeah, he seems more like a big anime guy. Yeah, he he is definitely an anime guy, but enough shitting on Josh. So <laughs> obviously the manga didn't end. Otherwise, we wouldn't have 13 more volumes to cover after this. So basically, all the samurai goons are at the top of the roof, and they're trying to look for everybody, and they're like, oh, well, they disappeared. Guess they fell off the roof. Whatever. Job's done for us. But obviously, Kagura and Ofusa are hanging off the roof, while uh, Shinpachi and Hasegawa are basically pratfall onto the roof below that roof. And um, basically, everybody's just trying to get their shit together. And, um, no, Shinpachi's like, oh, good thing there was another roof under this roof. And, uh, Hasuga was like, man, I, I was so scared. I almost wet my pants. And, um, Ofusa is just like, who are you guys and why did you save me? And, you know, basically, Ofusa and Shinpachi, while they're talking entirely in the background, Hasegawa notices there's a, 
sort of, sort of, like a lot of it kind of goes on in the background is a lot more focused on in the anime but um Hasegawa did wet his pants shows through his apron poor guy he's he's 38 years old and uh he wet his pants that's very embarrassing what i love here is that Kagura's patting on the back like it's okay it's okay <laughs> you don't you don't you, yeah i think you suck but it's okay. Yeah. She she makes this sound in the anime that's really, <laughs> I don't know, it, it's just like pity sound <laughs> as she's patting the back. I think I heard her go, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> like, hey, there, there, it's okay. I mean, it's one of those things that the anime does that I love, just that extra, you know, it's just right there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. But uh, basically... Ofusa finds out that uh, these are the people that she left her baby with, and Shipachi goes, hey, you know, you know, Kanshichiro is okay. And, uh, you know, Ofusa starts shaking Shimpachi like, where's my baby? Where's my baby? And Shimpachi's like, hey, calm down. Like, he's fine. And basically, he realizes that, you know, Ofusa is the baby's mother. But, you know, Shimpachi starts... Basically, there's some questions we still need to answer here. Like, you know, why... Why'd you leave your baby with us? Like, we kind of have the right to know. And as uh, Ofusa kind of takes a moment to uh, kind of collect herself a bit while she's about to tell her backstory, essentially. I, I like this horizontal panel shot of uh, of uh, of Kanshichiro as he kind of looks at the camera like, yep, that's me. I'm the baby. <laughs> and uh, while it get, get, we get a shot again walking through uh, one of the corridors of the building, while Ovisa off screen is uh, starting to tell her story, and she talks about how she used to work as a maid at Hashidaya, and uh, she was only sixteen at the time, and her family was very poor, so obviously her family needed the money, and that uh, her job was to wait uh, hand and foot on the master's son Kantaro, and uh, Kantaro had been bedridden since he was a small child, and uh, we basically transition into the past into uh Kantaro's room with uh Ofisa in- introducing herself as Kantaro's new servant and then what happens on the next page so we get Kantaro here who looks strikingly like into very very, like, very weird it, it, it's really kind of i mean it, it's no wonder that this kid looks like into I, I swear that these two could have been related at birth or something <laughs> but i guess that's part of the story so we'll just roll with it so he's like, okay, hey, hey, new maid, nice to meet, and then he dies. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> I, wow, that was a very short backstory. <laughs> you know, Fusa's, of course, freaking out, and I love Sorachi's freaking out expression. She looks... <laughs> <laughs> I love her face in this page. She just looks completely, like, terrified in this. T- <laughs> and then she's, like, calling for help, and then, you know, Kantaro gets up, and he's, like, got the punt sign up, like, hey. Hey, haha, that was really funny, wasn't it? And then, you know, but Ofusa's like, he's dead! He's dead! <laughs> <laughs> and Kantaro's like, I'm not, um, hello, just, 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 you know, turn around <laughs> just a little bit, and I'm sure everything will be clear. And then he, she's, like, running off, which is really difficult to do in Kimono, I should point out. <laughs> so she's freaking out a lot. <laughs> and then, like, Kantaro's like, hey, 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 over here! Turn oh around. god, I can hear his ghost! <laughs> it's like it's like he's still alive. 
It's because I am still alive, woman! Ah! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, then Ophusa breaks in with the narration, and she's like, Kantaro, like, was very mischievous. He liked to play tricks ah, on no the servants. Ah, no shit! <laughs> you think? <laughs> I don't know if it was in the anime or something that, like, it, they went into detail. I'm, I'm probably wrong about this. I mean... I, I feel like they mentioned her something about her like after I calmed down it was not mad at him anymore, but I feel like that may have been something I'm imagining. Yeah, I, I, I literally just watched the episode like an hour or two ago. I, I don't think that was in there. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, I don't know where I thought I heard that. But yeah, and you know, although she he she he punked her he punked her on the very first meeting, she eventually was like, Well, he's not too bad. He we were like friends. And eventually, you know, as these stories go, they fell in love. Yeah, and see, I don't, I don't know what the shot is. I don't know if Kantaro's like holding a video camera or something because it looks like that both in here and in the anime. So, yeah, I'm not sure what that is either. I'm going to assume that's some kind of video camera or or, cam- or some kind of camera or something because that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like to me, but. What's interesting is the view after this. I like the over, you know, the kind of upward view here that we're getting of the trees. Yeah. And I really like that, that Sorachi went. And then we get another view where we get a downward view of the house, but like we're above in these trees. I like that transition. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, it's like, I mean, Sorachi's always very, very, very good at architecture. Probably a little known fact is he actually went to school for architecture before he became mangaka. Oh, that! Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I did hear about that at some point. So it it goes to show that you know his sense of background and house design, you know, is usually really good because he went to school for that kind of thing. But yeah, um, it goes. We we cut to I guess some time later where Kantaro's like, "Hey, Ofusa, do I have to stay here in bed all day?" And then you know, Ofusa's being a good nurse, like she should be, I guess. And she's like, yeah, you're coughing too much. Walk's kind of out of the question today. You know, and Kantaro's like, yeah, I mean, I kind of can see the light at the end of the tunnel here. I mean, there's really no point in me being so conservative when I'm going to kick the bucket any time now. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather be out there having a good time and die than to stay here and live forever. And, you know, Ofusa's like, uh, Kantaro-sama, the master would be very sad to hear you saying that. I mean, he's hired a literal army of doctors to make you feel better. And then he's just like, and then, you know, Kantaro, I, I kind of like, I mean, there's not much, there's not much place for me here to ad lib, but that's just because the writing's pretty good. I've always liked, really liked this moment between the two of them. You know, Kantaro's like, yeah, dad says that, but he just wants a hair. I mean, and then he's like, you know, living long, having money, are they really that important? Yes, the answer is yes. But <laughs> in this case... Metaphorically speaking, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, metaphorically speaking, no, but yes, in reality. <laughs> yeah, like, like, sorry, kid, like, the world runs on money, unfortunately. Yes, sadly. Not to ruin this moment, but, I mean... Yeah, I mean, and Alfusa agrees. Uh, Alfusa, well, I won't say she agrees, but she's more like... You know, hey, hey, you need to quit being unselfish. You sound like a kid. You know, Kantaro's like, maybe I do. But, you know, I don't need any of that stuff. I'd rather be a cicada. A cicada? If you're in, Ophisa finds this hilarious. If you'd only live a week. And then he was like, yeah, well, that's good enough for me. I mean, look at them up there, and they're looking at the trees. Don't they look really happy just buzzing away? 
with their week-long lives, having bug sex, and <laughs> waiting for the next the generation. <laughs> I, I, I guess that sounds like a life. <laughs> I mean, hey, it works for them. <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, you know, good good moment. I really liked it. But uh, on the next page, we continue our story with uh, more narration from Ofisa saying uh, that six months later, her and Kantaro uh, ran away together. You know, she she knew it was wrong, but she wanted to make him happy. You know, she wanted to get him out of the house. And, uh, you know, we, we see Ofisa trying to get Kantaro out of the house. And uh, they eventually found a small place together. You know, they, they had very little and they worked hard and uh, they loved each other and they were happy. And, and that's what's important. And it, I, I guess they form some kind of business cleaning umbrellas. I'm not really sure what they're doing here. It's pro. It it's probably first of all. This is kind of like uh, I can't think of a decent English equivalent. I guess you could say it's kind of like what they did back then, where a mom and pop store, where they have that. You know how they had that whole like sequence of events where like a character or two characters will like get together and then they'll have the whole like and I I, I forget the word now, but. Essentially, they're they're making, they're constructing and making, they're making and stuff umbrellas. Okay, I mean, not so much clean. I mean, cleaning it, yeah, that's part of the job. But basically, it's the kind of thing. It's it's the kind of cliche you'd see in like old timey movies where the guy and the gal they retire into some mom and pop store in the mountains or whatever, hmm. living happily with each other. That's the Japanese equivalent to that. <laughs> okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah, th- this this feel this feels like something out of like a like like an old J- Japanese movie or something. Yeah, this is essentially you know that. I feel like uh like from this panel alone, you c- you can make an entire like like slice of life old Japanese film just about a couple who make umbrellas and it's just them living their life and they go through like these wacky crazy scenarios or whatever and they learn more about life or whatever just an autobiography about them or whatever yeah and they run into customers of different types that teach them about themselves and all of that yeah i I could see it and i feel like sorachi could write that kind of story i i feel like that would be a great that would be a great like short series maybe or something Uh, yeah just like you know a short serial maybe no more than a volume maybe maybe even a one shot yeah, I, I feel like Sorachi could do it. But anyway, back to their lives, or what's left of it. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do. <laughs> yep, womp womp. Um, so unfortunately, <laughs> their happy lives don't last too long because uh, Kantaro eventually has to go back to, well, I think they're still in their house, but obviously he's gotten worse because he's breathing very heavily and uh, Hashida is at their house now. Uh, he's finally tracked them down and, and, and look at you, Kantaro. You, you should have stayed home and, you know, stayed in bed like I told you to. But, but this, this, this tramp seduced you. It's, it's all your fault. And he just keeps going on saying, well, you know, did, did, did you think a girl like yourself could ever, you know, be good enough for, for the heir of the Hashida family? You know, know, know your place, you peasant. And, uh, he basically says, you know, a- after he belittles her, takes Kantaro home. And uh, Ofisa tries to fight back, but she just gets slapped in the face, which is unfortunate. But uh, then, you know, as Ofisa's on the ground carrying her stomach, and uh, that kind of tips Hashida off, and he basically realizes that uh, that Ofisa's carrying uh, Kantaro's child. But as soon as he realizes that, he 
orders her to abort it, to get rid of it. You know, if if, if word got out about this, uh, about uh, b- basically uh, how how the heir to the to the Hashida family had a had a child with with a peasant, you know, that would basically uh, drag their name through the mud because you know that's important, obviously. Obviously, yes, their their name would be tarnished. He likes to keep up appearances. Um, so basically, Ofusa explains that uh, she never saw Kantaro again, and uh, you know when the baby was born, she she swore to raise it in a way that would that would make Kantaro happy. And we get our first shot of Kanshichiro, very tiny baby, and it's cute. And uh, she's she's holding the baby as we hear a swift sound. And uh, she looks over, and then what does she see? It is Hashida. He's back. And uh, Kantaro was the master's only son, she says. So when he died, the master tried to take Kanshichiro to be his new heir. I said it right. <laughs> it, goes without, it goes to show you there, you can do things if you don't think about them too much. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he comes back, and he's like, alright. You know, he's like, his son died, and we need an heir. So, wait a second. Didn't he have a baby with some hoe in the backyard in the woods? So he his his words, not ours. <laughs> his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interpreting them. I'm translating them. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> but yeah, so he comes back and he, he wants an heir. So Ofusa's like, no. I, I mean, I lost my... I don't know if they got married, but I lost my lover. I'm not about to lose my kid, too. So he was like, which is weird to me because it's like, and I hate to poke holes in Sorachi's story, but if he showed up at the house with a bunch of really burly looking guys, how does she get away? But anyway, um, <laughs> um that 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 is that is kind of true. Maybe she's just really fast. Yeah, I I mean, and it looks and again, I might be wrong, but it looks like it's two different days. So, but anyway, let's, that's not the point. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So she gets away somehow. And that's when she leaves, you know, Kanshishiro with the Orozuya. So she's like, yeah, she apologizes to the group. You know, I, I wanted to save my kid and I got you guys involved. My, my bad and stuff. And, you know, I, I'm guessing this is Shinpachi. I can't tell, but he's like, yeah, you had a tough life, huh? It's it's Hasegawa. Oh, it's Hasegawa. They make okay. it clear in the anime. Ah, uh, yeah, this is one of those things, like we discussed last time, where it's super difficult to tell. I mean, and with the Japanese, it would be a little easier, but... But yeah, Hashida sounds like real lowlife, which that doesn't sound like a thing Shinpachi would say, so yeah. And then, you know, Hashida's like, wait a second, for one thing, I'm here to defend myself, and I'm feeling so attacked... <laughs> guys why are you talking behind my back that's so cool well i'm feeling really fuck? attacked right now i just wanted an heir to my you know dynasty yeah i mean where's my safe space if you know i <laughs> you guys don't understand anything and, and, and i would really like it if you'd stop talking like you do you, you <laughs> don't you don't you don't understand what like rich powerful japanese people have to go through J- japanese men i should i should be more clear it's just about you, you, you. And he uses this word that I've, I can't say as an English major, I know, but that's Scullion. Killed my only son. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to assume that's very, uh, that's a very nice way of saying bitch. Uh, I'm going to assume that too. 
you know, I've never heard it before. Now. I've never <laughs> heard it either, but I, I really appreciate how they handle Hashida's dialogue. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but... Oh, well, actually, looking it up, it's a servant assigned the most menial kitchen task. Oh, well, okay, just another fancy word for maid. Yeah, essentially, well, he should have just said maid. But anyway, no, he he has to sound all like English major up in here. Yeah, or I, I, or guess. I guess in this case Japanese major. Yeah, Whatever, Japanese, who cares? I mean, he has to sound all old timey. Yeah, uh, great. Thank thank goodness for being able to type with one hand. Wow, that came out wrong. Let's move on. <laughs> 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 that came, that came out. I assure you, everyone, I don't do what it's I implied that I do. <laughs> I don't. Hey, look. I mean, I'm a proper Christian loser. It's, it, look, look. It, it's 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 okay. We all we we all do we all do it. Bomber. Like we all we all type with one hand and and hold our meat in the other. And by meat, I mean a a big delicious cheeseburger from okay, your from, from your local uh, fast food restaurant. But don't eat too many of those, or they'll kill you. Oh yes, <laughs> but, yes, yes. McDonald's will fucking kill you. All right, so we've gone on like thirty tangents. Let's continue. <laughs> it, it makes it makes it makes. I think it makes the fans know that we're people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, he's like the Hashidaya was supposed to go to the next generation. My life's work would have been complete, but then this low-born girl, you know, she's, you know, the scullion here decide to go and you know piddle screw the pooch. Literally. And now I've got, which I don't get that either, because it's like, well, your son was lying around in bed, not getting better. I mean, does she, well, anyway. <laughs> Do you have any idea why he's just like, I've been through all of this crap for my company. I mean, I hobnobbed with human scum. I betrayed my own conscience. I did everything that an evil businessman should do. And they get, they all get places and I don't. Do you understand anything? And then Ophusa's like, yeah, that's what your son hated about you. You sacrifice everything for some business. What do you have now to show for it? A little bit of money, a little bit of power? What's so great about that? And then, you know, oh, and then now Hashida gets all misogynist. And says, well, when the ways of men are incomprehensible to women and children. And then the doors begin to close, and Hasegawa's like, holy shit. <laughs> You know, like, some oh men, shit, that, that, that scared me. <laughs> some men may labor their whole lives to create a single work of art. I don't know, that, that seems very meta. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, that's, I, 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 I don't know, you look at some mangaka and I, I think of Oda a little bit. But, <laughs> but anyway, then the doors shut down and that's kind of that's kind of cool. I don't see Hashida with any kind of button or something to do this maybe, with. Maybe but. he did it with his mind. Oh, that would be. You'd think if he had a mind to that, he could save his son, but. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The doors are closing, and he's like, he's basically explaining some men art, work towards art. Some men, develop, you know, spend their time with their families. He says it's different for each person. I mean, and so far, what I like about him is that although he's pretty much been a, uh, you know, he's pretty much been a son of a bitch in how he's handled things, what he's saying isn't exactly wrong, per se. Yeah, I, I I could see that. I mean, I like that Sorachi has that kind of dualism with his characters, you know? There's nobody that's just, I'm just the asshole to be, well, there is one. but most there, people, There's most, one or two. There's one or two characters like that, but most of your characters in Gintama are a lot like, I'm just an asshole to be an asshole, which I kind of like, 
compared to other shonen manga. Yeah, there, there's a, there's actually some like there, there are actually layers to the villains. Yeah, but yeah, on the next page, he basically continues and answers his own question. You know, basically saying that Hashidaya, you know, his business is basically his his masterpiece, and he will sink to any depth in order to protect it, um, including a. Killing a bunch of innocent children, women, and a 38-year-old man. Uh, as uh, he basically sends his goons after him to after them to basically finish them off. Uh, Hasegawa rapidly trying to summon the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I like, I honestly, like, it's a lot funnier in the anime, too, because you, you can see it animated, but it's still, it's still funny here if you notice it. Um, and, uh, the elevator door starts to open, but, you know, Hashida doesn't pay it any mind. He's like, well, I've, I've basically won. Nothing could go wrong. Not a single thing could go. I've won. I've basically won. Time to go back to my room, open some champagne or some shit. I don't know. Whatever rich <laughs> business Japanese men do. And, you know, he's walking off. His his henchmen are, looks like they're basically, they basically won until they're all blown back somehow. Which uh, surprises Hashida, who I don't know how anything could have gone wrong. It seemed like he was winning. Um, and uh, a certain main character guy comes out of the elevator door and is like, oh, is this, this the president's office? Am I in the right place? And uh, Hashida is still surprised. And uh, obviously, who we see in a sec is, is Gin coming up and is like, now can I see you? Because I have an apo. Get it? It's wordplay because Apple means appointment, and I'm holding. It sounds like Apple. I'm eating an apple. Isn't that funny, guys? <laughs> and that, that's the end of that chapter. Ending it on a high note. Yeah, I that now that was an end of chapter that I really liked, and I, I feel like we didn't get much of those up until now. This feels like something. It's like I said before. I, I always like to kind of when I'm reading manga and talk about format, I always kind of like to imagine how did this look. When it ran in the magazine originally. Oh, are you talking about what we were talking about in the first chapter where it just sort of ends? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember that conversation. Uh, yeah, this this is this is the kind of page you wanna you wanna leave your readers off with when you're reading something weekly. Yeah, th- this is like a perfect example of where the chapter ends in a beautiful place where it's just kind of like something's ha- you know we now we're drawn in and we want to know what's going to happen next to Gintoki and his um. Now that he's appeared, so and I, and I can imagine it being in a jump with the little jump side text saying "Gin's here" or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, and, and to and to think, uh, Gintama so far is, is was the uh, was the first manga so far that included a, a a main character with a baby on his back. Yeah, you know, before Beelzebub. <laughs> Which is funny because I've I've seen people who like will watch Beelzebub when that was still running, and they'll watch Gintama and they'll be like, "Hey, they they ripped off a of Beelzebub," and I'm like, "That's no, stop it, <laughs> just, just stop, get it. off the internet." <laughs> it's funny. It's it's kind of funny though because I remember talking to somebody that I'm trying to get into Gintama, saying that this is probably the only series in Jump where I mean, until Beelzebub, of course. Where a main character can, I mean, even with Bills Above, though, well, no, it happens in Bills Above, but still, it's kind of like most of the characters in Jump are way too young for to even consider this kind of thing, having kids. 
And then you have Gintoki here is just at the right age. Where like the whole first couple the gag of the first couple of chapters would have been creepy with any other manga character. Yeah, but yeah, but th- thankfully Gin is actually an adult, so it works. He doesn't act like one, but No, but S- Sirachi's confirmed that he's he's in his twenties. Whether that be early twenties, mid twenties, late twenties, doesn't matter. He's just in his twenties. Yeah. But I, I've just on on a tangent. I've always I've always imagined Gintoki being like at least twenty three, maybe maybe twenty five. Yeah, yeah. I've always kind of pictured him being sort of closer to twenty five, twenty six myself. Because then that then his whole history with the war would make a lot more sense. Yeah, I feel like. But I mean, it's 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 not it's not like Sirachi really cares too much about making that stuff make sense though in terms of timelines. Yeah, stuff. he doesn't ages and stuff. <laughs> they they're just annoyances to him because I mean, we still don't know even know Sachan's age, which that actually bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure she's like at least twenty something or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Like, I hope so. I hope so too. I mean, I don't know why. Every other character it never really bothered me, but with her, it does for some reason. <laughs> um, but that aside, uh, what what'd you think of the chapter? It was a good one. Like all the way through, we got a lot of stuff done here. We got we got the background of Kantaro, Kanshichiro, and um, Ofusa. Then we got um, Gintoki coming at the perfect moment. Got a couple of good panels too. I mean, this is the quintessential. What I would say. A Kintama chapter being 10 out of 10 would be like stuff happened. Yeah. Art was on point. It was, it had its funny part. It was a little less funny, but that's fine. I feel like the plot regression we got made up for the fact that it wasn't quite as funny as the other ones, but, and yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and, and most of all, like all the characters have been established and we now know everybody's motive or why they're doing a thing or not doing a thing. So yeah, I would give this one, well, I know we're not really giving grades, but I would really say that this one is like probably what a quintessential good Gintama chapter should be. I would personally give this at least a nine out of ten. Yeah, not nine being because I thought it was funny, but I, I do agree that maybe it wasn't as funny as the last two chapters. But that's fine. the 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 story so far has been it's 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 been good, and and I I, I enjoy where it's going so far. Um. Yeah, this is this is definitely uh, the point where the climax is going to happen, and then we're going to get our resolution. Obviously, all of that in um, in the next chapter. So I think we should just. I think speaking of, I think we should just move on to the last chapter. Okay. This is the manga recap for chapter 80. Always show up for a date 30 minutes early. So, uh, start off on the first three pages for us, B. Alright, so, now, you know, as we said before, Gintoki's walked in, and, of course, nobody knows who he is. Which is really interesting up until this point that he's the main character, but nobody knows what he's been doing or where he's been this whole time. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, Gint's just usually kind of off doing his own thing. Yeah, he just knows when he's needed, which is, you know, I guess the quintessential shonen hero. You know, he knows exactly what time to be there, which is interesting when you contrast it with the the chapter title. 
He's actually 30, more than 30 minutes late, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Kashida's like, okay, and who the devil are you? <laughs> and then Kintoki's like, huh, who am I? I am Lone Wolf, and this is Cub. <laughs> this is... Yeah. Uh, Sirachi really apparently likes to make references to that manga quite a lot. I I have to confess I've not read it. I'm, hey, so. it's I'm probably more worse off than you. I have the first volume from Dark Horse on uh, on Comicsology, and I still haven't read it. Ah, oh, jeez, yeah, you are worse off than me. <laughs> yeah, so I think we've talked. I think we've talked about Lone Wolf and Cub on the show before. Yeah, because they made uh, Gin and Kagura made that reference in in the Hidoro chapter. So yeah, we've talked about it on the show before. It's it's a pretty uh, pretty well known manga series from like the 70s 80s it's it's pretty old um about a about a samurai and his and his young child who i i don't think he can walk so like he always like carries him in a in a little wooden carriage and he's basically just just there just their adventures wandering around uh i i really do need to get around to reading it because i like i've seen i've seen pages from it and it looks amazingly well drawn so yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen screens from it and stuff. Did it ever get an anime or anything? I th- I don't know if it. I know it's gotten a lot of live action adaptations, including yeah, uh, including including one from Hollywood apparently coming up in the next couple of years or so. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, probably should continue. Yeah. So now everybody's like, "Whoa!" You know, Ofusa is glad to see her son. Does yours are glad to see Gintoki? And then, um, Gintoki's like, alright, Shinpachi, 30 words or less, go. And Shinpachi's like, no. That's just, no. <laughs> but what we can do in 30 words or less, explain why you're here. Gintoki's like, eh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I do like this back and forth between them when it's just like, nobody has time to really hear the whole story. <laughs> so they're just asking each other to explain this as quickly as possible. And it's just kind of like, nah. <laughs> no. And then so, you know, like, Hasegawa is suddenly a proper parent. It's apparent that Hasegawa wants to be a parent because he's like, dude, who brings a fucking baby to a battle with the villains? What's wrong with you? And then, like, Gintoki's like, could you, you know, you could do more shutting up because I did save your life. <laughs> what? Why are you here? In 30 words, go. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> well, that's thirty. That's less than thirty words. So I mean, it, it doesn't really it doesn't really explain anything. But I guess you did something right, Hasegawa. <laughs> Just Hasegawa, like I mean, he has a he has an obvious question. Which I mean, I guess it's cool and everything. But I I I just love that there's that kind of like awareness. You brought a fucking baby into a, you know, battle like this. Jeez. And then, like, somebody... Somebody's explaining... I'm pretty sure that's still Hasegawa. Okay, that's Hasegawa. So, he's, like, saying, hey, old man's trying to take the baby. You know, he, he's he's pretty crude about it. Old The son knocked up... His son knocked up the kid's mom, and now the old man's knocking her down. <laughs> I mean, I read that word for word, because it's just hilarious how it was stated. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> So like, and then yeah, Hasegawa was basically like, yeah. So he, so when the when the dad was alive, it was he didn't care uh, anything about for the kid. But now that the the son is dead, now he thinks he could just kind of snatch him. 
So, Gintoki's like, hmm, well, well, it was my original intention to give this kid back to you, but I guess I won't do that now. And then Hashida's like, no, 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 you really should, and the reason for that is because he's my grandson. So he's my heir, and I'd really like you to give him over. And then the Gintoki's like, yeah, I mean, he turns to the kid, and I, and I love this. And he's like, you know what, whether it's grandma or mom... I mean, as long as you're out of my life, I really don't care who you go to. What's up? What, so, what you say? The kid's like, I'm not feeling gramps. Okay. And Gintoki's like, yeah, huh, I, 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 I got you. And he just kind of tosses the baby at Ofusa. Yeah, which babies are still developing, Gin. You should probably handle them a little better. <laughs> I mean, Gintoki knows. I mean, Gintoki knows, like... I, I I feel like he knows just how much the baby can handle. I, I yeah, he is a pretty strong baby. I mean, he can already talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, clearly. I mean, Gintoki and the baby have some kind of connection that he could ask the baby who he wants to go to, and Gintoki gets it. And you know, Gint's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm. He's like, yeah, sorry, old dude, but he says that his mama's his mama's flat chest is preferable to yours. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And then, like, Ofusa's like, excuse me, but I don't think it, where the fuck do you get off? <laughs> I don't, we don't need to, we don't need to, uh, knock an old man tits in my head, and it's all thanks to you. <laughs> thanks to- <laughs> That's pretty good. And then, like, Hashida's like, so, what, you, you think you're just gonna leave? Well, actually, there's somebody like you to meet, he's on the next page, which Colton will tell you about. <laughs> yeah, which, um, somebody is, uh, slashing one of the doors. And uh, slashing one of the metal doors that came down earlier. And uh, it comes down, and uh, Hashida explains that though he is blind, he is a master of um, of EI, which uh, they don't really explain here. It is it, Like, from what I understand, is essentially a, a swordsmanship technique where, like, you take your, like, you take your sword out of your sheath, slice somebody, and then put it back in. All in, like, one fell swoop. Yeah, it's basically, yeah, the sword of, it's, the longer form of it is E.I. Nuki, which is literally, you know, sword withdrawing. Mm, okay. So, but it, it is literally that. It's like a sword play where you use fast movements to draw your blade and put it back before anyone notices. <laughs> mm. Oh, wait, no, uh, Hashida does explain it. He can draw his sword and kill with a single unstoppable blow. I guess that kind of explains it. Sort of. It's a very Cliff's Notes way of explaining <laughs> it, but... That's <laughs> uh, an explanation, I guess. And, uh, you know, he says, oh, we'll meet Nizo Okada, otherwise known as Nizo the Butcher. So after he's introduced, he basically, he's... Well, I can't really say he sees Kin, because he's blind, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but basically, you know, he's like, hey, uh, well, uh, I-, I thought we'd meet again. Destiny and all that. And Gin points out that, uh, hey, you're the guy from the alleyway from earlier. Hey, sorry, I don't have any change for your bull because, you know, he looks like a hobo, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird line. Um, But, you know, Nizo is pretty much like, oh, hey. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's kind of like a thing where blind people are usually like beggars on the side of the street. And I guess. Yeah, that actually (laughs) makes sense. But uh Nizo makes the observation that hey, hey, you don't have a, you're not holding a baby this time, so that means I can kill you and not feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Hashida is like, hey, Nizo, 
we we have Kanchichiro, kill them all. And, you know, Shinpachi tries to warn Gin about how good of a swordsmaster Nizo is. But before he can do that, Nizo, assumedly Nizo, walks by him, and then what happens? So Nizo kind of, you know, he walks down the catwalk. And Gintoki bleeds a lot. Uh-oh. I guess he's not into fashion. <laughs> yeah, I, I, lo- I love the look on Gin's face, like, oh shit, I'm bleeding. <laughs> I love the panel above that where, I, I guess that's Shinpachi? It looks like a really unfinished panel. See, see, <laughs> like, like his hair looks more like Hasegawa. Yeah, it does. But, but, his, but his glasses are clear, so it, it might be Shinpachi. Yeah, but he looks completely unfinished. And I think that actually adds to it. I just love that, I mean, in this panel... Like, everybody's... There's action, and then there's Kagura. It's completely in character for her to just be kind of like, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's Because, I mean, good. nothing really phases Kagura. I mean... <laughs> like, she's just like, oh. Well, she's got nerves of steel. Yeah, and, like, Ofusa's, like, covering. She's trying to protect her baby. Shinpachi's, like, grabbing onto the thing, and he's like, what the hell? And then Gintoki's standing there. I mean, it, it almost looks bad in one way, but it's actually kind of cool. I mean, mainly because I know this is Sorachi, and I guess somebody told me this about Sorachi, but I didn't really understand it. He doesn't use speed lines a whole lot, and that's a lot of the reason why this panel doesn't look as good as it could. Yeah, like, like things don't really feel like they're in motion. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I actually, yeah, he doesn't really use speed lines now that I think about it. Yeah, he do- he doesn't. Like, when there's a character, it's a close-up of a character in action, there's no speed lines, it's just a close-up. And I think that that's a lot of reason why, I don't think Oda does either, to be honest. No, I think, I think Oda uses speed lines. That would actually be a fun thing to discuss one day. But yeah, <laughs> um, I, cause I just only noticed this now because I've been doing the psych things in, on the weekdays, and, I noticed that Fukuchi uses like abuses them almost, <laughs> so, so he uses them a lot. And while he does borderline abuse them, it does make the manga look like there's a lot of action going on when there's fights. Yeah, but I mean, in this case, it works because yeah, I do like Gintoki's expression. Just like, did he did he just cut me? <laughs> but that hasn't happened in a while. Huh? That's blood. It's interesting. Can I drink it? <laughs> I mean, there's like a lot of things going on in his mind, and we're and we're not sure of any of them. But yeah, you know, Dinkin goes down. He's like, "Oh wait, no, this hurts." <laughs> <laughs> and then Shinpachi's like, "Insan," and then like Kanshichiro. See, the more I think about, it, the harder it is pronounced. <laughs> and this is why, kids, you should learn Japanese in the classroom and not like me who by translating, because then you don't know how to pronounce anything. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, Ofusa's like, where's my baby? Yeah, you know, no. Nizo's like, come on, lady. You gotta hold on to your kids properly. You might lose them. Yeah, he's just he's just got Kanshichiro hanging from, like, the hilt of his sword. That that That's dangerous. Yeah, it really is, but... But, know, but, but he just, the baby's just taking it like a champ, like, hey, I'm up here. And he's like, oh, oh. This is a new experience. I'm taller <laughs> than all of you. Is this what it'll be like to grow up? Maybe I'm okay with it now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Hashida, and of course now Hashida's got the baby somehow. I guess in the anime that's more, more clear how that worked. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I believe he probably hands it to him. I haven't seen the anime in a while. Or probably, sl- probably slings the baby over. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody's playing foot. I mean, Gin started a football game with bowling for babies, so <laughs> I, I guess we'll yeah. just Gin, people just like, hey, kick the baby. <laughs> he literally threw the dish the baby out with the dishwater. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, Hashida's like, yeah, I'm getting my money's worth here. This is good. This is good. You know, I'm just gonna sit back here and watch you slaughter them, and hopefully, it doesn't affect this child in the future. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then, like, Nanizo's like, actually, yeah, that guy's actually kind of a badass. <laughs> you might want to take your baby and, you know, run fast. And then, like, Gintoki's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, because um, Nizo is uh, bleeding from the head a little bit. Yeah, he, he's, yeah, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> I would not make a good radio guy. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Niso's bleeding from his forehead, and he's like, yeah, okay, actually, this guy's kind of badass, so you should probably take that baby and get the hell out of here before, you know, he gets it back. And yeah. Gintoki's still holding on to his side, and he's telling, you know, his kids, you know, go after that kid. I mean, I can take care of things here. Yeah, and then, uh, basically, Shinpachi and Kaga are about to object, but Gin's like, J just go! Ow! <laughs> And uh, he says he, he promises to meet up with them later. And, uh, you know, the three of them kind of look worried, but uh, basically everybody everybody runs after Hashida. And uh, Nisa's like, well, are you sure? Uh, a samurai shouldn't make promises you can't keep. I'm trying to be a smartass. And um, <clears throat> Gin barely holding himself together after that cut is like, huh, hey, it, ain't, it ain't no big thing. Uh you know, I'm I'm more dependable than I look. I I always show up thirty minutes uh, early for a date. There's the chapter title. He said he dropped the title. <laughs> he said it. Um, <laughs> and uh, basically, they're just kind of. I, I think Nizo goes on goes on a whole big thing here. There's a lot of text from him coming up. So basically, Nizo's like, "Hey, you're here. You're a lot more interesting than I thought. I I so rarely get to enjoy a real fight. You know." few of my opponents survive my uh, my first attack but uh you know Nizo goes on to basically explain all of his character as he's uh using his nasal spray again and uh reveals that a childhood illness you know took his eyesight and that's about as much backstory as we get on him and um you know he was told that he would never be a swordsman but uh you know, in a fight that's decided with one stroke, whoever makes that first cut faster or deeper wins, whether he can see or not. So basically, EI was the EI style was uh, was the perfect uh, swordsmanship style for him. And uh, he com he comments on how uh, human beings are resilient creatures. You know, the other senses grow more acute to compensate for a loss of vision. Um, like we sort of pointed out earlier his obviously his other senses you know obviously when you go blind your other senses have to like make up for that and work at like 120 percent and uh you know he says you know i have the nose ears and instincts of a wild animal and that i see with my whole body now i i see the world more fully than ever before and uh he he says, uh, "Hey, did you know that invisible things far out and far outnumber the visible ones in this world? Have you ever seen what comes out of a man before? You know, the moment he dies. Um, I think it, I think I'm seeing souls. That's an interesting thing. Uh, uh, he Nizo says that the first time he killed a man, uh, he saw this brightly colored thing leap out of leap out of his body. It was it was beautiful, like a work of art. 
uh, I wanted to see it again and again, and before I knew it, people were calling me the butcher. And uh, as he opens his eyes and his uh, his pupils are basically white, he with a terrifying look. He's like, "So, what color is your soul?" And Gin is like, "You know, those are some pretty cool eyes you got there, but you know, to be able to see souls like that—that's neat." I guess I guess I'll call you medium from now on. <laughs> uh, but what happens on the next page? So, I mean, he's just like, Gintoki's basically mocking his ass, which is just the greatest thing. He's like, so, basically, you're an eyeball with a sword. That's, <laughs> that's cute. That's really cute. But, you know, I don't need special powers to see that, you know, your, your soul is shit-colored. <laughs> so, you know, that makes me better than you, essentially. <laughs> you know, anyone who acts, he's like, anybody that cuts people down to see fireworks is pretty retarded <laughs> yeah you know just just killing people for fun that's it's not cool yeah i mean essentially again Tokyo's like what what's the point of, you know that's dumb so you can't see anything after all and then you know and he's just like really really well everybody's entitled to your opinion you know i'll just you know split your skull open and then you know Nizo slides past Gintoki. i think sirachi kind of uses speed lines in here a little bit a little bit. I mean, he uses them as a part of the background, which, like, I guess is interesting. Yeah, he uses them as a little bit as a, as part of the background here. Like, like, than... like, you, like you could tell Nizo's actually, like, moving through the hallway. Yeah, it, it, you could tell he's moving through the hallway and everything. I guess he uses them a little more sparingly than other manga artists then. Yeah, I, I, yeah, cause I, I know he doesn't use them a lot, but, you know. So, and then, you know, Gintoki is basically, you know, de-armed. Oh, oh no, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's gonna be a one-armed protagonist. Oh. That sucks. And he's up, you know, he finishes his E.I. Nuki. And he was like, eh, well, you know, I tried to tell you. You had to be an asshole, so I ripped your arm off. He's like, oh, was I too fast for you? Now, who's the blind guy? And I mean, Nizo's basically having a great time just mocking Gintoki. Yeah, he's he is uh, he's enjoying this a little too much, which I guess probably figures into the, his dub appearance. Somebody <laughs> must have just been like, you know what, this guy's an asshole, but we could do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nizo's voice is probably the best in that Sentai dub. Next to Han Peita, Han Peita had a really cool voice in that. I don't remember his voice. I'm going to have to watch it again. But uh, anyway, on the next page, as um, Nizo's taking out his nasal spray again, he is really liking that stuff a little too much. Um, I really like this panel here of um, of of Gin, who seems to be fine, just like walks up to Nizo. And uh, obviously Nizo is surprised. And um Again, as he's holding uh, his nasal spray, is like, hey, what's wrong? You know, uh, can't you tell an illusion from reality? And uh, Nizo does not like this. He's like, no, impossible, Masaka. (laughs) Like, you know, I I saw my blade cut you, which, you know, he he starts to pull out his blade, but then he realizes his sword's broken. And... uh, he he realizes that uh, during basically their first clash from earlier in the chapter is when uh, Gin broke his blade, and so ever since then, right be- be- basically before the rest of the Yorozuya left, his blade's been broken, and uh, 
you know, basically he just marvels at Gin and his and his abilities, and he's like, oh, he's even faster than my technique. Did I only vid- visualize cutting him? And uh, Gin says that uh, Niso's ultra fast draw worked against him. And uh, you know, like like it's like I said, you're blind and stupid. And uh, he he gets ready to uh, he's going for the wind up and. Uh, whacks Nizo on the head and into the ground and says, "Open, open your eyes and see the world, you idiot!" And this is a really great page. Yeah, the yeah, we get more speed lines again. So yeah. I mean, well, this one are not really speed lines as much as impact lines, which I I do remember. I feel like Sorch uses them less now. Yeah, like his his I remember his like definitely his current style is a lot cleaner. I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm, but um, I really, I really like some of these panels here on this page. Where like, I, I, I like, I like it when manga has like sets of panels that like, like when you read them, it feels like there's a camera slowly panning to the other side of of the shot. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I like, 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 cause, cause, cause this panel of, of Gin holding it, holding like Toya, like you can see his arm holding his sword, and then another panel right next to it with with you know seeing gin's back and like you can obviously see that like these two panels are meant to be like one shot but like as you read them your eyes are sort of the figurative camera as like because obviously you're moving from one panel to another yeah i like i like that too like it's 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 i it's a sequential framing thing that's really really nicely done that it works more like a storyboard than a manga yeah, a little it's, bit. It's I mean, good. this one is less so like that. This one's still kind of manga to the fact that it splits Gintoki's arm over two panels. If it were more of a storyboard, then you'd have one panel with Gintoki holding a sword and maybe another one from a slightly different angle. Yeah. Like, there was one manga, there's one manga artist in the, the Sunday talk back that does this a lot with his stuff, where it's like one, it'll be four panels on one page and each panel's slightly you know, maybe it's like a character turning their head and each panel's like represents the head in motion. <laughs> so but yeah, uh Gin like slams the shit out of Nizo. Yeah, he that looks like it hurts. But uh that that that's the end of that fight essentially. Yeah, and which is interesting because Nizo Nizo, you'd think after all of that after all of that the Nizo would take more to go out with. It would take more to be defeated, but yeah, they 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 really did kind of build them up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they did. But for now, he's out of commission. And now we go to another fight, sort of. Hashida versus Ofusa. Oh shit, it's on top of a roof too. Yeah, it's on top of a roof. Oh, we need some fire. <laughs> it would be perfect. But anyway, Hashida's running and he's Hashida wa Hashidu. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing some Japanese there I, for I you. get it. I get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hishida wa Hishidu. And then now we've got, you know, he's at the edge of the roof. And it's funny. I mean, I, I guess he's an old man, so it makes, I guess, but, and she's a young woman. I'm like, you know, you, you backed yourself on the corner of a roof to run away from this woman. You know, I, I would think that. You wouldn't have to do all of that. I mean, that's pretty dangerous. That you, you and your heir both died, and this whole thing would be nothing. 
why why didn't you just like run out of your building and try to hide? I guess I guess we have to make things more dramatic. That's probably yeah. Why. I, I guess this makes things more dramatic. But I'm just kind of like you would think you'd be more careful because you and your heir like was he it. like was he was he planning on like dangling the baby over the roof? I don't know if he really thought this through or not. I, I don't think I don't think I mean I don't think that Hashida really thought this through because it's like it's like this. I mean, and hey. We're we're going through all of this, but we would we love Gintama. We love Gintama enough to be able to point out some questionable decisions. I mean, I know it's probably just for the whole sake of drama, you know, to make the whole scene dramatic between the two of them. But you would think that with your air and yourself dangling close to the edge of a bridge, that you would avoid that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what made him thought that was a good idea. Especially since it's not like apparently your guards are nowhere to be found and. It's one woman. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, Gin pretty much killed all of them. I, I guess that's fair. He he, he only had about like you know five ten guards. You can only hire so many. <laughs> that's true, I guess. But still, it's just one woman. You think that you know? Anyway, <laughs> putting aside the strange circumstances of their situation, you know, Hashida's uh, like, this is my grandkid too, Fofusa. I mean. Hashida is mine as well. I, I'm not letting anyone take them away from me. And Fusa's like, to hell with all of that. I just want my son. <laughs> you know, Hashida's like, he, he, you know, you took my kid. I'm just taking yours. I, I feel like <laughs> we've reached a crossroads here. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, why? I, 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 why are you getting upset? It's one kid for another. Equivalent exchange, woman. Read Full Metal Alchemist. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. It's a pretty good <laughs> series. Like I don't know how how you haven't read it yet or watched it. I mean, and it's just like you know, you want the Hashidai and everything, even though um, Ofusa basically said, "I don't give a shit about your company." And then you know, and then she's like, you know, you want to take my company and my grandchild, and she's like, "Well, wait, 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 wait. wait. This isn't how you talk with a kid in your arms." And then he's like, babies don't understand anything. Well, clearly you haven't been paying attention to this baby talking this whole time. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, Ufusa's like, babies remember lots of things, especially when they're being had gel- gently. Kantaro used to t- talk to me about it. He was like, he, and then we get a flashback again. There were, few, there were flower, and this is apparently his mom's funeral procession, or, or well, yeah, funeral procession. And, you know, she says she recalls how Kantaro told him that there were flowers and an altar and a picture of a beautiful woman. I, I don't know how I don't know how he remembered all that as a baby, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either. That baby maybe. has a really good memory. That guy had a really good memory. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, she's like, we'll survive, you know, it, and it's Hashi, Hashida. He's telling baby Kantaro, listen, you know, we'll we'll get through this. I'll cook. I'll change diapers. I don't know. Oh, he's actually talking to his dead wife. You know, I'll cook. I'll change his diapers. I don't know how to do that, but I'll make it. So, please, you know, make it to heaven safely. I will protect Kantaro and Hashidaya. And then, you know, it, it, we, we fade back to the present. Yeah, good, yeah, good like, parallel panels here. Yeah, and I, one thing I really love is the update of the character designs between the two of them. Like... You can definitely tell that, I mean, you can definitely tell that this isn't just, oh, I colored his hair white a little bit, and then that, that you know, I colored his hair white, now he's old. 
No, there's there's lines on Hashida's face. Yeah, like well, I will probably talk about this a little bit more later uh, after the manga, but like they look like total two totally different people. Yeah, and you could tell. I mean, and one thing I think that this really does really nicely is it does show us. It, it goes back to what I was saying about how Gintama villains aren't just one-dimensional, hey, we, you're, I'm going to stand in your way for this arc to make it more interesting. You can see through the aging that, you know, Hashi does, like, he's been through a lot. As you point out, he's been, he looks like two different people. And I can only imagine that maybe when the wife was alive, the Hashidaya wasn't a big, you know, it was maybe a little company or something. I mean, this is all speculation. Well, I mean, I mean, Katsura did mention how Hashidaya was sort of like the, like just a little mon pa shop or whatever, but they like that they made kimonos, and then like you know through 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 the decades and as times changed, the, the company changed. So the company's been around for a long time. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm assuming probably before the Amanto came in. Yeah, I, I think that's safe to assume too, but. I, you can see the struggles that Hashida had raising his kid and doing his work. Yeah, you you could tell he's probably he's probably not as well off as he is now. Yeah, when he when back then when his wife died and he was left with his son, you could tell you know there was kind of like this. He went through a lot, and it, and it shows in his face now. And you know we go to Ofusa, and she's like, "What happened to that man? Do you think that what you're doing would make Kantaro and your wife happy?" So he has a good good shot at the bottom of them on the roof in, in the middle of a sunset. Yeah, yeah, I really like Sorachi. Which I, which I, bl- sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I think some of those shots especially look really good in the anime, too, actually. It's funny, not to get off too much off on a tangent, it's funny, I was actually doing research for anime background companies yeah. um, for a friend of mine, and I posted this on Twitter, of several companies that do just backgrounds. They don't do any animation. Oh, okay. And Gintama has one of the better ones, um, YAP Ishigaki Enterprises. And, hmm. yeah, I've I've been to their site, and they have some gorgeous background shots, including Gintama. Oh, okay. So, I mean, because that's one thing I've always loved about the Gintama anime. Even back when the animation wasn't so great, the backgrounds were always really good. Oh, yeah, I can agree with that. Anyway, next page. Yeah, so uh, I almost forgot his name for a second. Uh, Hashida just kind of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's just it's just just kind of just kind of brainfarted there, huh? Yeah, uh, he's just kind of taking everything in, and uh, then he starts talking to Ofusa, saying that uh, Kantaro was always sick. You know, the doctor said he'd be lucky to see twenty five, and uh, he kind of thinks back on him spending time with his wife when she was alive and he says that you know when when she heard all of this uh she said that uh you know if if Kantara was only going to live a th- live a third as long as everyone else you know that uh, that they should make sure that he left three times as much um he should live like the cicadas happily buzzing their short lives away so apparently uh Kantaro and his mother had the same uh ideology on life or view on life i guess and uh you know hashida clearly admits that uh, he did not think the same way as either of them. You know, he hired all these doctors and raised his son like a bird in a cage. And, uh, 
you know, he says that, uh, you know, he, he wanted his son and his wife to live, you know, no matter what the cost as he, I'm assuming is seeing his, uh, his son die or something. Cause he, he has his, he still looks kind of old in the shot. So, ah, okay. But, uh, like he's just kind of sitting on the roof, you know, just talking about life at this point. And, you know, he reflects on everything and says, you know, he's, he's lost everything and I broke all my promises. And, uh, Little baby Kanchichiro starts grabbing for Grandpapa's chin, and he's like, "Hey, man, it's all cool. <laughs> I'm cool with you. You're 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 okay. You know, you're not so bad." But uh, you know, Hashida is obviously taken aback by this, and Ofusa crouches down towards him and says, "You know, you haven't lost everything. You know, Kanchichiro is. You know, he's still my child, but you know, he's he's still also your grandson." So next time, you know, come see us, not as the president of Hashidaya, but as a loving grandfather. And uh, we'll even have snacks together. And, uh, you know, Hashidaya is very touched, and he starts sobbing. And uh, Gin and everyone else is basically looking on. And uh, Hasegawa's like, hey, moms, right? They're so cool. <laughs> and Gin is like, why are you wearing a diaper? <laughs> and 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 that's 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 a great joke to end off such a nice touching scene on, right? And it's just <laughs> and, and like Hasegawa's like kind of casually smoke like, yeah, you know moms are great, <laughs> aren't they? <sighs> you know I miss mine. Everybody's kind of just staring at his diaper like, uh huh. Seems like you miss her a little too much. <laughs> 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 you know, I I really love that page. Yeah, it's good. But uh, last two pages. Okay. So now it's Ofusa. She's saying she's telling everybody, you know, saying her farewells, thanking them for what they did for us. And then Hasegawa says, "Like, yeah, you, you you know, you could conveniently forget the part where I lost my human dignity." <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're funny, Hasegawa. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're all like they're they're, they're just kind of punking him now, and you know, kids chunking chugging some strawberry milk, and then he's like, "Hey, kid, you know, like strawberry milk?" Kanchichiro's like, "Yeah, I could take it or leave it." <laughs> he's like eh, I think it's like oh milk's not good enough for you eh, well you got a little while before you be able to drink sake by then you'll have hair spreading out from all kinds of places I look how crass he is with this kid I mean not that the kid understands I guess but it's just funny to me yeah he's, he's just, just like he's just he's just talking about his privates like it's just okay like how, how do you how do you think that makes the baby feel I mean the baby probably doesn't feel much of anything but yeah, it's just funny to me that he's talking to baby like he's this, like he's talking to one of his friends or something, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then you know, next page, he's like Kentucky pats him on the head. Well, you know, or tussles his hair. Well, when you're a little older, you know, yeah, let's hang out. You can still drink a, drink whatever you want back when that happens. And, it's, and then he was like, yeah, and I like this echo back to Mizo, where he's like a samurai doesn't make a promise he can't keep. Well, there you go. I, I, I don't know if Gintoki use that, is using that phrasing on purpose to kind of mock Nizo, or if it's just kind of like, <laughs> Nizo's actually sort of right. You know, I shouldn't make promises I can't keep. In a way, it could be, I, I, I think it's kind of a bit of both. 
Yeah, I could see that. It, it's kind of a bit of both, where he's just kind of like, ha ha, And at the same time, he's like, yeah. You know, I gotta be around for this kid to, no matter what happens to me in the future, this is a promise I'm making, we're gonna hang out. Which means I gotta survive whatever comes at me. Then, we get another nice Gintokiism. You know, laugh. Laugh a lot, cry a lot, and grow quick. I'll be waiting. And then, you know, Gintoki gets up from the bench and walks away, and for the first time, Kanshishiro is, like, crying. Oh my god, he looks so sad. I mean, he does. It looks like it looks like he's lost his dad all over again. He's like, <laughs> no, not another one. <laughs> Come on, Mom, can't you keep one of them? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, he's crying. Throughout the whole arc, this baby has just been kind of like mini Gintoki. Yeah. <laughs> he nothing seems to bother him much, but as soon as Gintoki leaves, he's in tears. And he, you know, Fusa's even comments on this, like, what's making you cry? He never cries. I think Gintoki's like, uh, don't and then you know you can hear the cicadas chirping, and Gintoki's like, ah, oh, stupid bugs. <laughs> and that's the end of the arc. Yeah, we made it through somehow. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Only only took us an entire weekend. Um, yeah. <laughs> pro- pro- probably took us at least like 12, 15 hours, but it's okay. <laughs> um, so, what'd you think of the chapter, B? I thought it, it was another really strong one. I mean, I can kind of see why people prefer the anime, though, because I just feel like and it's even at its worst, the anime just like does this thing with Sorachi's art and the paneling that brings the story to life. And more so than just, I mean, I know the argument anybody would make is like, uh, duh, that's what any anime does. <laughs> but it's just something about Gintama that, I don't know, if it was just Takamatsu, I think by this, yeah, no, it was still Takamatsu. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's still Takamatsu. Takamatsu's still around until like episode 100. Yeah, so I don't know if it's just a Takamatsu understand. Well, I mean, technically Takamatsu's around all of the time. He's just no longer the director he yeah becomes yeah. the supervisor and then the head chief or whatever which basically means i i well i don't know what that means honestly he, he probably mean, that, doesn't do too much yeah he probably just overlooks things and makes sure that it looks i mean he hasn't actually drawn an episode in a while for it, the it, series. He, he's there to make sure that gin actually looks like gin yeah and now that's fujita's job he actually did that for the last series when miyawaki took over so. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Ta- I saw. I saw Takamatsu had some kind of credit. Yeah, he's like the chief of something, which generally speaking is like he doesn't really do anything. But I mean, I guess sort of. If they have, I guess he just supervises things. I know Fujita took his job or his old spot that he had when Fujita was director. I'm. For, I, I would assume Fujita is a lot more. He's still more uh, um, involved than Takamatsu, though. Yeah, he's still more hands-on, definitely. I mean, I, I, I still, I think he probably did draw. Actually, I could probably check that while I'm talking. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Takamatsu still drew a couple episodes of the last series, but he just wasn't in a directorial position anymore. So, but yeah, I mean, the arc itself. I mean, I definitely feel like the anime did it a lot of justice, but this manga version was pretty good. I, I enjoyed, like... Actually, yes, Fujita drew the second episode of... He was a storyboard artist for the second episode of the 2015 Gintama. Okay. So, so yeah, he's still around. And the, f- like, seventh. 
but anyway, yeah, uh, he, I, I, I think that this arc was really good in character development, even though not much happened. Like, it's not like any of the characters changed or really grew much. I feel like we got to know them a lot better. I mean, or not even really a lot better. It's just to a point there's like, okay, you know, we now we see that Gintoki's pretty good with kids. You know, we see that, you know, we got Kanshishiro and I mean, Edo got a little bit bigger too. So it it, it was, it's, it's kind of like one of those arcs where it's like, if you really sit down and analyze it, not much of note happened. But if you look at it from a point of view of just like, you know, hey, the world of Gintama is now a little bigger. I think it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think before I talk about my thoughts on the arc, I think I think this chapter was pretty good overall. Um, I always we were kind of we 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 kind of talked about this off mic a little bit. I I always every time I revisit this arc, I always forget how Nizo and Gin's final clash goes because you know we have that. We have that reveal of, oh, Nizo's sword got broken, like, pages ago. And I always, like, I mean, I guess that's kind of neat. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I think it would have made more sense if, because, like, I don't, I don't see how, I don't see how Nizo just thought, oh, I cut off this dude's arm unless he was just really into the fight and was just so sure he was going to win that somehow that had some kind of placebo effect on him? I don't know. Maybe Nizo was just really delusional, and that's how that works. But what I I think it would have made more sense if maybe, like, somehow, maybe, like, Gin's arm flying off and landing, uh, I think maybe it would have been a cooler reveal if maybe, like, Nizo mistook that, uh, Maybe, maybe like mistook his blade being chopped off as like a severed limb somehow. I feel like some. I, I mean, you would have to maybe kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit still with that. But I, I feel like that would have made a little more sense than oh, his, his blade, his blade was just broken the entire time. Yeah, I, I, I think that but, like. So, well, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, but I think that I think the way it's done here is supposed to feed into that metaphor of. Oh yeah, you're blind and you have all these like heightened senses and stuff and you're a badass swordsman but like you're still blind. Yeah. Like you you can't actually you still can't see what's in front of you cuz you're blind and that's that's the metaphor. So I guess so I guess we had to like, you know, emphasize that but still. Yeah, I I I agree with you cuz it's like Sorashi had this kind of thing at some points in the manga where it's kind of like yeah, it's a shonen manga, and I understand we're supposed to it. We're we're supposed to suspend our di- disbelief a little bit. I mean, I do think that sometimes he just kind of he kind of cheeses it to a point that he really shouldn't. Because yeah. yeah, this was definitely one that was kind of like, yeah, you really had to kind of. But personally, I think sir, I think there are bigger offenses than this. Yeah, definitely are. That still to this day kind of boggle my mind a little bit, but. This this one isn't as offensive. I just think, I mean, it, it works. I guess like I don't really have a problem with it per se. I just think if Sirachi did it another way, it still could have worked, and it still could have made sense. Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. I mean, definitely, you're, I wholly agree with you that there there are bigger offenders to this to our sensibilities than this. But <laughs> I mean, it's 
I mean, I could kind of see this one working okay. I it, it is kind of like weird that Nizo would mistake the one thing for the other, but I guess I could kind of see it if he if you look at it from a point of view of like, oh, he was just so arrogant that here's this guy talking shit, you know, that cutting him down shouldn't take her more than as long it, it shouldn't take any longer than it does to make ramen. And so I, I mean, he's, I mean, I mean, the guy thinks he can see souls. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I, I clearly, clearly, you know, he he's a little bit unbalanced. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I that it didn't bug me so much with this fight, but yeah, there are definitely worse offenders. No, yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought the fight was fine. I'm just saying, I I also wouldn't have minded if it if it went another direction. Yeah, I get you. But as is, I think I think it's fine. Again, Sirachi Sirachi pulls off weirder twists that I am that I just don't understand. But we'll get to those. When we get to those. Yeah. So I will probably rant for at least 15 minutes about some of those. So uh, Hashida is a character. I'm actually kind of like, I'm really like, he's, you know, he's he's not like the best villain ever. But I'm, I'm actually really surprised because I keep forgetting how like, how sort of multifaceted he is. Like he's not, he's not just a bad guy. And he's not he's not just some big bad leader of a big rich company like he was one of us at one point. He was just a common man trying to basically live his life and protect his family and keep his family together. Yeah. You know, he was a good man at one point and, you know, being in the world of business for as long as he was and trying to get by and trying to survive, you know, made him a cold person. Basically, just he. You know, he he turned into this completely different person, and like he kind of lost sight of what was important. Yeah, yeah, that he was a good kind of metaphor for that whole sense of you know, you know, losing sight of the forest because I I've completely butchered that phrase. <laughs> but I mean, it it, it is kind of like you know he had a noble goal in sight and lost himself trying to get it and even though he achieved everything it's like he went overboard i guess in trying to achieve that but and, basically and, basically for him the ends justify the means yeah exactly at, and at one point the old hashida probably wouldn't have thought that way he no. would have just been like no way i can't do that you know but then success became more important than how he achieved it so yeah i, I I, I liked him for that as a villain, too, because he very well could have gone in a different direction, but luckily Sorachi managed to avoid that, so, which is nice. I mean, and it made him, it made him believable. Yeah, I think for, like, for, like, a one-off character, he's actually surprisingly a very strong character. Yeah. In my opinion. He's a, he's very well-written, along with, uh, along with Ofusa and, uh, and Kantaro, even. Like, I feel like, I feel like all the one-off characters here are, like, for for the little time we get to spend with them, they're like when you think about them. I think uh, personally, I think they're all very well written, strong characters. Yeah, and and they like they all have very very good moments. Yeah, uh, like I, I I still really like Ofusa's moment at the beginning of the last chapter where like you know she she's going to risk losing a part of her body. You know, like she's basically going to risk herself and her safety. To keep her son safe, like that is such a good moment for her. Yeah, I, I really like that too. And she did it with such defiance. I mean, you could tell she was afraid, but that wasn't going to stop her from, you know, 
I, I kind of wonder if if Hashida would have would have actually went through with it if things hadn't turned out the way they did. I don't know. It, it looks like he was pretty close. I think he probably would have actually done it. Yeah, I I, I saw. But uh, te- te- technically, his goons would have done it, but still, it's yeah, here or there. I mean, I feel like I don't know. I feel like he might not have. I don't know. Just something about me just made me think. Oh well, maybe you know. This is a scare tactic, and we'll never know, but this is just me, supposing. I mean, because look how easily he gave up in the end. That's true, yeah. He didn't, like, it wasn't this whole long argument. It was just literally Ophisa saying, hey, your son yeah. and your wife wouldn't like you if they knew what you were doing. And that was enough for him to back down, so. <laughs> like, per- personally, out of, out of everything I've covered on the show so far, I think... The characters from this arc, from this one-off story, I think kind of impressed me the most. I, I think for one-off characters in particular, I think these some like some of these characters, including Hashida as a villain, I think are like I feel like I'll remember these characters. Like I feel like these characters, again, for a one-shot story, I feel like really left kind of an impression on me in some way, shape, or form. Whereas, I mean, if we're talking about like the anime. I I feel like I have a hard time remembering a lot of one-off characters from like the first fifty episodes in particular. I, like like if I had to think of one, I feel like I like like she's off the top of my head. Uh, the, the dying old man from like chapter eleven who like knew Otose as a as as a as a young girl and had a crush on her. Um, we never got a name for him, by the way. Yeah, so let's say I don't think that guy had a name even. We on the podcast called him Lucky, ironically. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, there was the fireworks dude, the really old guy who had a sick wife or whatever. Ah, okay. I actually watched that one recently with Jetchon, so I do remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are characters like that. Like they're not bad characters, but like. I don't, like, I'm never gonna think about them again, just because, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I just feel like these characters, I'm just, I'm really surprised and very pleased with just, like, I feel like the, these these are some of Sirachi's strongest one-off characters so far. Yeah, I, it, it's definitely, it definitely is kind of a reflection of the power of a name. <laughs> yeah. I, I It's just like, because all the characters you mentioned, for the most part, weren't given names yeah i mean and it and i think that that kind of illustrated their point of the plot which is just kind of like here's a situation for the yorzuya to be in uh we need these characters to function as kind of like a fulcrum you know gear to get this situation moving okay situation's been resolved i mean they don't need a name for much more than that yeah i mean but then you get you get other characters where it's funny because like i know i usually kind of get on Sorachi about this, but where he'll reveal, he'll data dump a bunch of stuff on a character in like a beginning of one chapter. Yeah. Sometimes it gets kind of like, it gets kind of difficult to get all the information together. Mm-hmm. But I remember another one I just watched recently with Jetchan was the, the artwork until he lost his memory. And they had Mamushi Bonzo, I think was his name. I think so. Yeah. And, you know, at first he, he, did come off as a typical unlike Hashida if we're gonna compare them. Like he did come off as a villain, but his um his motivations were kinda more for for laughs. Like he was kind of a joke. 
they, they were they were for laughs, but they, in the same way that you could kind of understand. Sorashi played it up for laughs, but in a way they were kind of understandable. Like he was laid off by his by the government. Yeah, he was only trying to like inspire his son to leave the house, and then finding out that he got laid off only made things worse. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, like, but the guy had a name. And he kind of had a backstory, even if it was thrown at us, and it was kind of hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, compared to Hashida, who was obviously more played seriously, I think definitely the the power of the name is important. And I, I mean, and I also feel like Hashida's growth as a person is a little more interesting. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Mamushi didn't really have any growth. He was just kind of defeated. <laughs> yeah. And then they kind of left, so. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of a joke. We're we're not really supposed to be super interested in him. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, good, good, good one-off characters. This arc, I, I, I'm, I really appreciate that, honestly. But I think that's about it for like the for for the chapter. If as far as the arc goes, I, I really like this arc. It's fun and it's cute. I love it. I, I, I have to say, it's a, it's an, it's a wonderful arc. I, I, I really like this one. Like. It's kind of a precursor to later sort of Gintama arcs too, where it starts off as a really kind of gag, and then becomes something slightly more yeah, and then, substantial later. Yeah, and then you find out, oh, like there's actually some shit going on. Yeah, exactly. Like the first chapter is mainly just everybody reacting to Gintoki possibly having a child. Yeah, um, not to give away too much since we're still a bit of a ways away. Well, I mean, we're getting closer and closer, but we're still probably realistically probably a couple of months from actually covering this arc. But uh, Benny Zakra sort of starts the same way. I mean, it starts off on more of a bang, but I mean, uh, comparatively, I'll just say that. But uh, yeah. Benny Zakra kind of has some of those elements, too, where it's like, oh, I guess I guess we got a job finally. And, and then it turns into this like um, this, this this bigger thing. I mean, I, I feel like, and, and, and it, 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 it turns into more than just uh, it turns into more than just an odd job they're getting paid for. Yeah, I feel like that's how all of the Gintama arcs start. Even the recent ones, well, the recent, rec- not even recent at this point, because it's amazingly enough, it's been two years. But, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, the the last arc that we before we got into you know basically the shit cloud that we're in now. Was it started the same way? It started out with a bang again, but then we it, it started. Well, actually, no, it was a little bit more tightly coiled than you know, like all the other arcs that like that. They started and we got comedy for at least one two chapters, and then they got to be something more like after that. But the last arc, more more substantial. Yeah, it started off with a bang, and although we did get some comedic moments out of it, those were gone almost right away. Yeah, B- Benny Zakra's kind of sort of the same way, except there's... I mean, there was were, there were still some comedy in, in the Rocky arc, too, here and there. It wasn't completely devoid of it, but, yeah. you know, it wasn't there as much still. I mean, I would say the Silver Soul arc, which is exactly what the wiki has it called, which is the final arc. <laughs> yeah. The Silver Soul arc has actually had more humor than Rockio. I'm glad about that, not to go on too much of a tangent about the final arc. I'm really glad the final arc has some comedy in there, because I think, as much as I like serious Gintama and I enjoy it, 
even I kind of have to admit, like, I really miss the comedy and I'm, I welcome it back with open arms. Yeah, I, it's a pain in the ass for me to translate, but. I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired of Gintama making me cry all the time. <laughs> I mean, it makes me cry in a different way when it's a comedy art. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so it's like, cause like this week's chapter was full of text. So it's like, uh, I mean, I'm crying. <laughs> I mean, I'm crying and I'm laughing and crying at the same time. So. Uh, it's, it's, mm. but, but yeah, like, it's, it's kind of like what you said, like this, this arc doesn't really have in terms of like what it really contributes to the overall story or whatnot. There's not a lot of room for analysis here, but like, I think just as a story arc of Gintama, the manga, I think it's pretty good. Like, I don't, I don't really have any complaints. Like, and even like, uh, cause Every time I have Josh on, um, he's very quick to, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Josh again as much as I like to, but <laughs> I, uh, you know, like when I have Josh on, he's very quick to take a look at the panel layouts and whatnot. And it's funny. Every time I have him on, it's for like the really sort of crappier looking Gintama chapters. Not that they're like drawn badly. I mean, sometimes they're a little sketchy, but like sometimes the panel layouts, at this point can be a little cluttered and a little, they don't work as well. And I mean, we, we talked about it a lot during, uh, during the go ninja arc. And even like the last episode when we talked about, uh, hot Tordy's old man and him playing kick the can and whatnot. Um, even though I, I, I really like that chapter, I could admit that in terms of its uh, panel layout, it's not really the best and it could have been a little better in places. Go ninja was a little, um, had a few more problems here and there, but I, I, I really, I really like a lot of the panel layout for a lot of this arc. Like, I really didn't notice anything too egregious. Yeah, I mean, this is early on Sirachi too. I mean, this is his first serial, and it's early. On. I mean, he's not- it's still it's still pre chapter one hundred. So. Yeah, this is before his second year of doing it, uh, and I mean, I find that most mangaka, of course, it's it differs per person, of course. But I find that most of them kind of get into their groove within the third year, especially the weekly ones. Yeah. That's when, like, the character designs kind of, like, settle into something. Although they change, because, I mean, Yorizuya Soul has this really nice compilation of the character designs to the chapters. Yeah, Sirachi goes through a lot of evolution. <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets to this point where he's, like... I mean, and it's, and it's clear that he gets to a point where he's, like, really comfortable drawing the characters. And then that's where, you know, because with any manga, obviously you've got the character designs that you come up with when the series begins. And then as time goes by, they get, you get better and better at like drawing them faster mm-hmm. and getting more comfortable where you, how you want a character to look. And then finally, until you get to a point where you're like able to draw the character perfectly every time and very quickly. So, I mean, and then at that point, I feel like then the manga artist will try to do things like, you know, tackle different angles, tackle different panel work and stuff like that. But at first, you got to get you got to get the character drawing down. Mm -hmm. And that can, again, take up to that can take up to three. I feel like three years is a generous estimate for most manga artists. If you're if you last about that long. And obviously, even after that, art can still evolve. So, I mean, because definitely, if you look at Sirachi's current artwork compared to even now, it's like, 
it's almost like looking at it and being like, did he get a different guy to draw this? <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Sorachi's art looks pretty amazing almost always now, or at least, like, super well done and consistent. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like he's never really been a big, like, panel work guy, because, again, he tells the story through words. So I I don't but, think but he's 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 gotten better at telling story through the visuals though. Yeah, he's gotten better at it, and I feel like I feel like a lot of that might have just come from the fact that now you know he's at a point of the story where he's got to be able to tell the story that way. He can't rely on a bunch of text anymore. That works for a joke gag. That works for gags. But yeah, it doesn't work so much for you know action scenes. Yeah, and and even and even within this arc, he he kind of does a little bit of that here and there too, like we discussed in the beginning of the arc. Um, I don't really I don't remember him doing a lot of that during like uh, any of the other arcs we've covered on the podcast. Probably probably not during the memory loss arc, or um, pro- probably not even through like Umi Bozu, at least not that I can remember. Um, or at least nothing that stood out to me, I guess. But yeah, he 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 did a little bit of that in this arc. And I haven't read Benny Zakra in the manga at all. Uh, when I get to it on the podcast, it'll be my first time reading it all the way through. But I'm, I want to believe that he, he will probably do at least a little bit of that during Benny Zakra too, especially since it's very action focused too. So yeah. Um, but arc was good. No complaints. I don't think. No, I can say I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it doesn't really, like, have a lot of connection to the overall story, I don't think, except for maybe one thing that we'll get to when we get to it. One. One dangling thread. But if you took that out, yeah, it's a pretty much, it's still a pretty much, whoa, complete one-shot episodic story. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. Um, and I just, I enjoyed it. And sometimes that's all you can really say about Gintama is that, hey, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And um I guess one one more thing I wanna I wanna put out there that like I've seen other people theorize and talk about, but like as we're kind of getting near and nearer the end of the manga at the time of this recording, um I really hope that before the manga ends, or maybe like on the very last chapter, that like we maybe get a time skip or something, and maybe Sirachi brings back Kanchichiro as like an adult. I don't know if Sirachi has any intention of doing that or has maybe completely forgotten about this arc altogether. But I think that would be amazing if he made that, like that would be probably the best callback in the entire series. In my opinion, I I'm kind of iffy on on time skips just because it's, it's become a common thing in Shonen manga now for when, yeah, but I mean, I I think, I think it's going to happen like at the very end of the series. I don't think we're going to get one until the arc is completely over. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm hoping... At least Sorachi- for an epilogue. Yeah, for epilogue, maybe. I, I feel like Sorachi could handle it, as long as he makes sure that everything is done before that. Like, whatever he's going to do will be finished. I mean, I'm really... Because I remember during that arc, uh, during a specific arc, like, a lot of people thought that it was going to be a time skip, because there was no other way, way to do it, and I was really glad, happy. I'm proud of the gorilla for not ever really doing a time skip. That he's yeah. always managed to he's managed to keep the whole series, you know, pretty much on one. All, I, I guess a year. I'm not really sure if it if it's been more than that. But yeah, at least it hasn't been six months. So yeah. If anybody gets that joke, <laughs> but anyway. Um. Yeah. Uh, 
I I don't know, but I I I would like to see that. I I would be fine with you know in the end you know Khan Khan Shishiro coming back. I want some kind of nod because I like I feel like it would be a great great note to end off. Maybe not to completely end off on, but I I wanted to come back somehow. Yeah, I, it would be nice to see him back. But even I mean, if, if oh, go ahead. Even if it's just like a slight nod, like yeah, I remember. Like <laughs> like uh, old man Gin is walking down uh, Edo, and he just passes by a guy, and he's like, "Hey, you look like me. Hey, you look like me." Eh. Like that would be great, and I'm I'm sure like that would probably piss a lot of people off. Like, oh man, you could have done more with that. But like, even if it was something like that, I would accept it. Yeah, I I would be fine with that if it were if that's all they did. If it was just kind of like, you know, Mong, why does that guy look like me? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And then like, but but you know, Ofusa knows. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that. She, <laughs> she like gives Gin a nod, and she like she knows, and then Gin looks at her, and he gives her a nod. Like they both know. But then you know, for whatever reason, they decide to just like keep it to themselves. She's like, "Mom, do you know something about that guy? It's really creepy how similar to me he looks." <laughs> Is that my dad? <laughs> uh, I mean, at the same time, it's probably more likely that Sirachi will probably not do anything with that and if he doesn't i'd I'd be kind of disappointed a little bit but i would get over it yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't hold it against him if he didn't but i mean like i said the same thing about certain characters that i never thought he'd bring back and it looks like he's gonna be bringing back some of them uh i don't want to say who but it's just yeah i don't know sirachi's proven me wrong before so i don't know maybe maybe he'll do it i'd like him to but we'll just we'll just have to see. But we should probably end the recap right here before we go on for another fifty minutes. So that was the that was the infant strife arc. We did it. We covered the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, we we were we're alive too. Yeah, you know, we're like we're alive and we'll probably podcast more. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we will. Um I don't know I don't know what the hell I was trying to say. Okay, so we should probably talk about where people can buy Gintama just in case you've been living under a rock and you don't know. First off, Gintama did have a somewhat I mean it was it went on long enough. I guess I can't call it short. It, you know, Gintama used to be released from Viz. It's technically available in English, first 23 volumes, but you know, you could still buy him if you want to maybe maybe you listen to this whole podcast and didn't follow along with us. I really hope you uh Really hope you weren't too, too confused about what was going on then. Uh, if you want to read this arc for yourself, you can, uh, you can buy volume 10 of Gintama from uh, from viz.com slash gin-tama. And uh, Viz will be so nice enough to give you a couple of links as to which online retailers you could buy uh, the Gintama manga from, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, all that stuff, etc. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Gintama is not available digitally. I would uh, really like to have that option. Uh, so, you know, if you guys really want to be able to read Gintama digitally, um, you know, you can always uh, drop Viz a line on uh, Twitter over at uh, Viz Media. At Viz Media is the, their handle, in case it wasn't obvious. Uh, so, you know, just let them know politely, hey, I would I would be very interested in buying Gintama digitally if uh, if you were to do so. You know, don't don't be too demanding. Be nice. Just let them know you're interested, and they listen. You know, they 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 read their tweets. They keep track of what their fans want. 
whether we'll get it or not, I have no idea, but it's always worth uh, letting them know what you want. And uh, I think that's about it for the manga recap, and uh, we should move on to the next thing. Okay, let's hit it. This is the Life Lessons segment for Lessons 79 and 80. We're first going to start off with Lesson 79. If you want to see someone, make an appointment first. Yeah, um, making appointments is very tedious and tiring. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through my own appointment-related worries right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But yeah, I can totally identify with that. Yeah. Um, not, not really, not really much to say about this one, um, other than, yeah, like, it's a thing that you have to do, and it sucks. It's really annoying. Um, especially when, like, I don't know, they put you on a, like a, like a wait list or some shit, I don't know. Do people do that? I think they do. I guess it depends on where it is you're going? I mean, like college? I guess. (laughs) Um, so, tough question here, B. Yeah. Um, how does this relate to the chapter? Making an appointment, huh? I mean, other than the fact that it allows Gintoki to make that joke, I don't really think it applies too much. No. Sure, 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 sure doesn't. Yeah. He, 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 they tell him to make an appointment, he makes a joke, and then he leaves, and that's it. Yeah, that, that that's pretty much it. So, I mean, I I think that this the, it's one of those ones where it's definitely like Sorachi was just like, oh, I don't know what to call this. Oh, well, I'll call it this. So then I could relate it to that one joke, and that's it. You know? Yeah, pretty much. So I think the chapter title makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then we're gonna go on to probably the toughest one. Lesson eighty: Always show up for a date thirty minutes early. Um, so, before we, before we, you know, get into the meat of this chapter and, like, really talk about how this is related, um, I think this is just a, this is just good advice from Sirachi. Yeah. And, uh, I, I can relate to this because I am, I'm, I'm very punctual about things when I want to be. Um, I, I can't, I can't say that about today because, uh, I, we meant to record a little earlier in the day, but then I was like, I want to go eat. And then I was, and then I re- realized, oh, I, I'm not actually done watching the anime before we record. So I, I kept bomber waiting for like another hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I went grocery shopping and had my own food in the time it took you to know I'm kidding. I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I actually woke up early and went out to go grocery shopping just so I wouldn't be late for this. <laughs> so, so I woke up early on a Sunday for you. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there there aren't too many people I would do that for either, so I can understand that. Especially since like I like last like usually the night before I'm always working from like four to one. Um, so I'm like working nine hours, and then I I get home and like shower and maybe eat something, and then I end up actually falling asleep at like three a.m. <laughs> ah, yeah, I yeah, was sucks. I was up pretty late last night too, so that's a thing. But for different reasons. 
No, it's funny. Just to, just uh, while we're talking about uh, my, my life and how when I wake up, I actually when I woke up this morning, like I, I for some reason I thought it was at like eleven something, but like I didn't want to get up. I was still kind of tired. But then like twenty minutes later, I was like, okay, fine. I guess I'll get up. I look at my phone and it's like nine thirty, <laughs> and I'm like, oh well, I guess I'm up like two and a half hours early. Sure, whatever. So I was just like, I'll just get up, whatever. I'm not really tired anymore, anyway. Yeah, it, it's it's that kind of thing where it's like, I that's how I was. I got I I'm always up at like ass crack o'clock. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I was up at ass crack o'clock this morning, got some reading in, and I was just like, okay, I should probably food before <clears throat> just in case we end up talking like two million years. Then it's which is probably gonna happen. <laughs> and <laughs> 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 yeah, basically. I mean, and then we end up talking for two million years, and I'm sneaking out at eight o'clock to get food, <laughs> and like, yeah, I was like, let me go do that. And then I need to get some stuff. I need to get some groceries because now I gotta change completely, change how I eat, <laughs> or maybe I don't know. I might be overreacting about the thing, but for now, I went ahead and got myself some healthiest food. <laughs> so yeah, and then I sat here munching on my healthiest food and. Yeah, I need, I need to I need to start eating healthier. Honestly, I could probably eat more fruit. Yeah, you don't want to be like me, an old man worried about whether death is if it's death peaking around the corner or happiness. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but yeah, with the Gintama title again, I think it's one of those ones that was just like Sorachi basically used it for a, a joke for a one-time joke. Yeah, li- li- so so guys, get a load of this. So, um, I know you know the common. The common man won't be able to see how this is related to the chapter, but how this is related to the chapter is that Gin uses it as a snarky remark against Nizo. Yeah, essentially. And that's it. And that's that's pretty much it. That's literally it. It literally has nothing to do with anything else. It's just a joke that Gin makes. And I love that it's probably not true. <laughs> I mean... First of all, Gintoki having dates—that's kind of a concept I can't wrap my head around. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't—I can't imagine that happens too often. Yeah, that—that's that, number one. And then number two, I—I'm I, sure even if this guy had a date, he'd show up an hour late or more, if at all. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and then his date would do the thing that all Japanese women do and be like, "Oh no, I've only been here for five minutes." Yeah, I remember my Japanese told teacher told me a story about how, like, I guess. He was in Japan. I mean, he's a white guy. It's not like a Japanese guy. And he was in Japan, and like he kept a lady waiting, and she like laid into him. <laughs> it was like it, oh, that's interesting. It, it, that's like because you're not supposed to do that. Because I mean, when I went to Japan, even the trains have like an established place on the track where they're supposed to stop. Mm. Like if they're a couple centimeters over that, that's a problem. <laughs> so, oh wow! So like you could stand in a certain spot and they mark it, and you can stand right there, and you'll be standing by a door. So it's really, I mean, they're very punctual, punctual people. So, but yeah, I, I, I figure for that, that is an anime staple where it's like somebody's been waiting, and the other person gets there late, and they're like, no, it's, it hasn't been that long. I guess it's I guess it's okay for dates, but not okay when meeting just somebody just for that meeting a friend, I guess. I don't know. I, guess. I feel like for dates maybe it's because you like the person enough that, you know unless it's a blind. Yeah, maybe date. you're willing to put 
you're willing to put up with it. Yeah, you're willing to put up with it because you've already kind of like, I like this guy or girl, so if they're late, I mean, I don't know. I've not been on a date, so I can't say. <laughs> I can't, I've never been on a date in Japan or the US, so I, I can't say either way. <laughs> and honestly, it's, it's been a while since I've been on a date, so Are you I bragging? couldn't really say are you bragging over there? <laughs> I wasn't trying. Do I I've like I don't even want to talk about like how long ago my last girlfriend was cuz it it's been a long time. Well, it's been more recent than never. <laughs> yeah. You okay. bastard. <laughs> you okay, okay, fine. Good point. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Although I, I I I say this but I I I I don't know what my status is right now in that rose department, so yeah. <laughs> I, I know what my status is single. Oh, okay. We need to do something about that. Get you a Miss Colton. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, Mr. Colton was my father's name, not really. Um, <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully I can. Uh, fix that i don't want to talk about this anymore <laughs> okay i've already okay. i've already we we've already been i don't know if you listened to this one this episode at all but um uh which episode was it i think it might have actually been the myra 13 episode with josh we uh we had an email uh asking us about our first dates <laughs> so 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 if you want to it like i didn't really have any good stories because a lot of the dates i've been on have just been Oh, I went to a bookstore with this girl and we, 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 we had a, like a, like a brownie or something and oh, I, I bought her a book or I read her a poem or some shit like that. I don't know. A lot, a lot, a lot of like really normal stuff. Oh, oh, and study dates. I did have study dates with my last girlfriend quite a lot. Actually, we were both in the same Aww, biology class. That's so cute. <laughs> um, Josh's first date story is pretty good. So if you want to, if you want to go listen to that, that's episode forty-five of the podcast. That was that was a, that was a really funny and sad story. Um, <laughs> now I want to listen to it. <laughs> I really hope. I'm really glad Josh hasn't, like, watched these episodes of the anime yet, so he probably hasn't listened to this, because he'd probably kill me for bringing it up, but, you know, it's, it's out there. I'm not I'm not going to erase it anytime soon. Um, okay. okay, I don't get to listen to it. <laughs> okay, okay, but but the chapter title makes sense. It there's makes sense. There's literally nothing else. Yeah, it makes sense, but there's nothing really deeper than All that. All these chapter titles suck. Like, there's literally nothing to talk about with any of these. Yeah, it, it did sound like they were a bunch where it was just like I don't know if it was Swarachi's editor that came up with them, or if yeah, it was just maybe. you know. I, I mean, I feel like no matter what way you look at it, they were just a bunch of titles that were like, you know, one off based off one off jokes or common knowledge, and those are usually the least interesting to talk about. I feel like yeah, no kidding. Um, so I think that's about it for the life lessons segment. Uh, so if you guys have any thoughts on. On, on the chapter tiles for the Infant Strife arc, you probably don't. But if you do, surpri- if you can find another deeper hidden meaning within these chapter tiles that relate to the particular chapter or arc, uh, go ahead and send us an email over at gintalifelessons at gmail.com. We'd always, we always welcome uh, your thoughts on any, any chapter title that we may or may not have covered yet. Um, so I guess we should just move on to the next thing.
This is the anime manga comparison segment for episodes 51 and 52 of the anime. We're going to be talking about the entire Infant Strife arc, all, all entire two episodes. And um, there's not like a ton to talk about, though there are maybe one or two changes or one or two liberties taken. Uh, kind of more specifically with the second episode that I really wanted to talk about, but um, some things here and there I want to talk about with episode 51, so, like, I'm not going to go over all of the episodes, other than some of these differences, like, the episode is pretty straightforward, but um, definitely enough here to warrant a segment, I think. So, um, I guess the first thing that I noticed is, um, and I tweeted about this one, too, so... Um, the, the moment where Tai runs into Gin and Kanshichiro, Tai, you know, w- willingly offers, uh, insistently offers to buy Gin some, some ice cream, you know, Anzuki bean ice cream pop in Hagendas or whatever, which uh, the store clerk is like, hey, we don't got anything like that. And Otai tells her, oh, hey, you should go get some. And in the manga, the store clerk is like, okay, sure. Whereas... The anime is surprisingly more in character than the source material. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this. In the anime, she slams the dude's head on the counter, like, go get it. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, and I, like, I tweeted about this, and I was like, how is how is the anime more faithful to the source material than the source material? Like, that, that one kind of surprised me a bit, actually. Yeah, I actually just had that part on. Yeah, it's true. It's like, she's more... I, I don't know. I I, I kind of wonder what made them decide to make that change. I guess they probably just thought it was more in character. Because, I mean, yeah. Sirachi famously said he really doesn't get involved with the anime. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's like, I guess they probably just figured, okay, this is what Tai would do. She's been doing this whole time up until now, so why would she stop now? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, in I talked about, I think I talked about this on Twitter, too. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast but or i forgot but i feel like sorachi probably probably didn't have enough space on the page for two separate panels of otai talking to the store clerk and then another of her slamming his head or whatever because i feel like if he had to split that panel up there would not be enough space for that moment to happen on the page so maybe that's why he didn't do it i don't know but Again, I, I feel like the change they made in the anime, again, like you said, is definitely more in character with Tai in particular. Um, so that was a weird change. Um, also in the anime, I, I think we also touched upon this in uh, in our first manga recap on the last episode, too, where when I first watch this episode, and, and every time I revisit the episode, like, it's not as obvious in the anime that that Ty doesn't throw the baby into the river along with Gin. Like, because we don't see Kanshichiro at all in that scene after Ty throws Gin into the river. Whereas in the manga, thankfully, you can clearly tell that, like, you know, we do get a shot of Kanshichiro, like, kind of hanging over the side of the riverbed, which, again, it's not really safe for a baby. He could fall in it himself, but... Right. Yeah, but, you know, like, at least, at least in the manga, it's 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 a little more obvious that okay the baby's safe whereas in the anime every time i rewatch that episode i'm like like i think i've literally said before man ty's such a bitch like why would <laughs> like 
you don't throw babies in rivers. Like, how does the baby survive that? Like, that's always, like, boggled my mind for years yeah, now. Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm just kind of, like, looking at that scene now. And it's like, wow. You know, how could she? I always wondered that, too. When I first watched the episode, it was kind of like, what happened to the kid? Yeah, it's just, it was just a weird thing that I'm glad was a little more um, was a little more uh, obvious in the manga. I think uh, I don't think I don't. It's not really an important thing, but like I like the little moment in the anime where um, where I think I don't know if this was just tra- uh, worded differently in the Viz translation or if this was just like Sugita ad libbing. I don't know. Might be might be the first option, but. I don't know for sure, but like I, I like the little part right before uh, Hashida's goons gang up on Gin, where uh, where uh, he's just walking with Kanshichiro and he starts babbling, and uh, Gin's like, "Hey, did did you just did you just say dad? Okay, hey, come on, call for your dad. Come on." <laughs> it's almost something. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Actually, you know, since we're on the anime segment now, I'm not sure, but oh. Oh, that's kind of sad. Um, Hashida's voice actor passed away back in 2014. Uh, who who was his voice actor? Why you have that up? I actually don't know. Yada Koji, and he voiced Zeph for One Piece. Sanji's oh, dad. What? Sanji's oh. quote unquote dad. Yeah, he voiced Zeph. He voiced um Raul. I don't know who that is, but um, from One Piece. And oh, it's prob- probably just a side character or something. Yeah, but he voiced Zeph. And then Dragon Ball Z was Dr. Jiro. Oh, shit. Huh. And so, obviously, obviously, we got a veteran actor here. Yeah, so he... I mean, I'm looking at the English page, I mean, which is obviously very, very, very uh, incomplete. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, he was... Oh, he was... Oh, he was, um... Um, in Conan, too, and is, uh, Konosuke G. I guess, um... Which is Kaito Kid's butler, I think? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I'm gonna look at the Japanese page now. I just kinda... Because I was thinking, I was listening to his voice, and I was like, he sounds sort of familiar. So I went to go look him up, and... Yeah, he was Zeph in One Piece. That's where I remember him from. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know he voiced, like, any of those characters. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm looking through it here, and yeah, it's not really... Anybody else? Yeah, so the English list is kind of, it's pretty complete after all, but yeah, it was Dr. Jiro, Android 20, um, and Zeph in One Piece. Well, those are some pretty, um, pretty famous enough characters, I think. Yeah, and he passed away 81 in 2014. Oh man, that's pretty recent, jeez. Yeah, so I guess when Zeph comes back in One Piece, I'll have to have a different person. Yeah, I wonder who they're going to get. That's going to be interesting. Um, but uh, let's see, what was I going to say? So um, I think this is in the same episode, too. We're still on episode 51. Uh, I think I commented on this in the manga recap as well, that um, I like the way the anime handles um, Kagura slowly revealing herself behind Hasegawa. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I prefer her, like... Uh, I kind of prefer that still panning shot of Hasegawa uh, going back and forth with his thoughts, quote unquote, and Kagura slowly coming out of the shadows from behind him <laughs> and while, while feeding him thoughts or whatever. 
I, I like the way that was handled in the anime compared to in the manga. You just have those panels of just Kagura behind him and just doing whatever. <laughs> we were talking about this with Kagura off mic on Kagura's accent because I'm watching that scene in the manga, the anime now. And yeah, she's slowly coming up from behind him. And then he's all like, wait a second. You know, why do I want to die? That's, that's kind of drastic. And then like he only realizes that it's Kagura feeding into his thoughts when he hears the Aru. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, we we were we were kind of talking a lot about that off mic about uh, Kagura's uh, speech quirk and how uh, how apparently a lot it's uh, that's a lot more important that I like I give it credit for in uh, in defining her character. But um, yeah, I just uh, like I I also like that scene in the anime because I I talked about it with the with how Viz translates that back and forth. Reading the text by itself. I thought Hasegawa was just talking to himself. Like, I had no idea that Kagura was, like, talking to him at all. Like, if I if I didn't watch the anime and, like, listen to Rie Kugimiya, I would have never thought, oh, yeah, that's Kagura talking. Yeah, yeah. So, combined with Viz's translating most of that, uh, most of that text in, like, in, like, the first person, you know, as Hasegawa talking, I, I like, I, that scene kind of confused me a little bit. Uh, through uh, with the text in particular, but yeah, I, I thought I thought that scene was a little funnier in the anime. I I, I really enjoyed the voice acting. Just like Hasegawa was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Fumihiko is always great. I love him. Um, I think that's about it for that's about all I had for episode fifty one. Like it, 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 like both these episodes. Um, both, like, cause, you know, obviously we covered about four chapters of the manga, and about each half of both of these episodes covers at least one chapter. It's actually kind of amazing, like, how, how much of a clean cut there is in between material. Cause, like, literally, episode 51, uh, covers, like, the first half up to the eye catch covers up to, uh, all the samurai guys coming up behind Gin and being like, oh, you got a lot of dads, and then eye catch. And then literally the next half of that episode starts from where chapter um, from where chapter seventy eight starts. So it's just I, I just found it funny how much of a clean cut there is in between the first and second half of these episodes here, because like they they literally dedicated like ten eleven minutes to like each each chapter. So oh, that's really interesting. I hadn't realized that. Yeah. So I I just, I noticed that while watching the episode, I thought it was interesting. Um, I, oh, and, I and one other yes. thing, I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> one other thing is that this episode was mainly drawn in China. Oh, okay, that's I'm interesting. Like watching, I'm watching the credits right now. I can't read what company it is because Chinese is not my forte. But it would explain why this episode had some kind of weird kind of art design yeah yeah. actually i was noticing that too like some some of the drawings here and there kind of looked almost similar to the kind of drawings we saw in episode i want to say 48 i think it was 48 or maybe it was 47 i can have a look at that later but yeah i can tell i can't i can't read any of the names or the company but i can tell because japanese names typically have four kanji Chinese names have three or two. Mm. There are a lot of Chinese names in this. Like the the direction, like the art direction and storyboard were done in Japan, but like a good chunk of the actual in-between animation and keyframes were drawn in China. Mm. Yeah, okay. I, I could see that. 
Yeah, the, yeah, the episode looked a little off here and there, but nothing, nothing to like, to the degree of like the first episode of Umibozu or, or, oh, or, yeah, or, or episode 47, I believe, with one of the Miko sisters and, uh, and Otai at, at a pub smile or whatever. That episode did not look good. Um, no, it did. <laughs> I know which, without even looking, I know what you're talking about. Jesus. Um, Okay, but I, I think that's really about it for episode 51, unless you had anything else to say. No, no. Okay, then episode 52 has, like, one or two changes here and there. And I think I really, like, I was reading the manga and I was like, wait, how come it's not happening like this? Um, so the first thing I thought was really interesting, I mean, because like, like I said, like, I, I was kind of rushing through episode 52, so I was I kind of kept bomber waiting. Um yeah before we started the podcast but i'm really glad i watched episode 52 before i before we started recording because um kantaro in the anime actually um his, his metaphor is slightly changed in the anime whereas in the manga he said he wanted to live like a cicada essentially he says in the anime he wa- basically wants to live like a sakura petal I, I don't think the i think the metaphor is essentially the same which is using different objects so <clears throat> I thought I thought that change was kind of interesting. Um, not really much else I wanted to say there other than that was that was an interesting change. I wonder why they went with that change. Yeah, I can't. I'm looking at it now, and I'm just like, I don't know why they would make that change. Because at least to me, it doesn't make sense. But yeah, I mean, I I think both metaphors work. You yeah. know, I, I I think I think both objects are. You know, I I think they both. You know, they they both work. Um, yeah. Yeah, the the change doesn't really take away from anything. Um, I guess it's just a little more beautiful because flowers. Yeah, that's essentially it. Um, and then uh, one or two times actually in the episode, um, there's there's a there's a nice little scene uh, right before Gin tells Shinpachi and Kagura to leave and go after Hashida, where Kanshichiro actually starts squirming in Hashida's arms. And he actually starts getting, uh, starts getting kind of bothered, and uh, Gin starts basically commenting on it, and he's like, "Hey, you know, like, you know, you're supposed to be like his grandfather, and he's not, you know, he doesn't really want to be held by you, you know." And talks about how he's not qualified to be a grandfather at all. And then Gin has a line where he's like, "Oh, well, you know, when he when Kanchichiro was with me, he was as quiet as a middle school middle schooler on a date." which I thought was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got it. When he was with me, he was as quiet as a middle school boy on his first date. Yeah, if I just got there. Yeah, so I I knew I remembered that scene while I was reading the manga, but like I was like, hey, where's that? I, I like I remember that vividly. And then I got to it in the anime, like, oh, okay, it's an anime only thing, that's why. And I think um I think uh, Kanchichiro even kind of makes a little bit of noise, even when, like, Hashida and Ophisa are on the roof, and uh, basically emphasizes how much uh, Kanchichiro probably is not comfortable with his grandfather, which obviously changes when we get most of his backstory and realize how, really how broken of a man he is. And Kanchichiro, being the smart baby that he is, is like, oh, okay, I I get it. And uh, let's see... Uh, oh yeah, so it's not really a change, but I do want to talk about this. I I thought the anime really handled uh, Gin's final clash with Nizo very well. I thought there was a lot more tension 
um, everything from the red tinted lighting, right when Nizo, uh, quote unquote, cuts off Gin's arm. And uh, I really like the choice they made where, like, you just have a shot of basically their clash has ended. They're both on different sides. Obviously, something has happened, but you don't know what happens. And you just you just see a, f- a flying arm just fly right, a- right over the screen vertically. And it's like, whoa, like it's I like I thought it was um, it was it was like surprising enough it went by quick enough to kind of surprise you like whoa some, somebody somebody's arm got cut off but you don't know whose it is right until they show gin on the ground bleeding and i thought i i, I thought i thought that scene was handled okay in the manga comparatively like it wasn't bad at all but i i really thought there was more tension here with that clash and especially afterwards where um where you know <clears throat> obviously nizo thinks he's won and gin t- takes his arm Pro, like like the arm that he that, that like got cut off too, um his right arm, and uh, grabs Nizo's hand with it as he's trying to use his nose spray, which I thought was also a nice little way of like adding some surprise there. Like oh oh my god, that's the arm he got that got cut off or whatever. I just like I I thought they handled the surprise factor, uh, the surprise and shock factor of this of this fight very well, and yeah. I thought. I thought it made for a more like it was quick, but I thought it made for a more intense fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was it was good. Like, I really liked the way it was handled. Like, I think I liked the way this was handled, even though there's still that thing of, oh, well, my blade's been broken since since like all this time or whatever, since our first clash. There's still that in there. And I still have, you know, whether my suspension of disbelief is all the way there or not i still i still like the way this fight was directed it was pretty good yeah i agree i agree i mean definitely like i said before the anime and i'm looking at it now shadowing like there's this scene on the roof now i really love the backgrounds for it like the sunset and everything it wasn't clear it was sun setting until the very last scene in the manga yeah in the anime it's clear it's shown right you know from the beginning yeah, I was I was saying in the manga recap too. Like, there's some really good shots on the roof and at the end of that episode. But uh, I think that's really about all I have to say for these two episodes. Actually, unless there was anything you wanted to bring up. Well, let's see. I'm headed towards the credits now. <laughs> ah, this one's a Japanese drawn episode. Thank goodness. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I th- yeah, happens. I could definitely tell. Outsourcing happens to all anime, even Gintama. <laughs> yeah. So. So, um, I don't know. Uh, do you have any, uh, do you have any preference for, uh, for the material this time around? Anime or manga? Any thoughts? Uh, I mean, I feel like the anime did a really nice job on both sides, uh, on both episodes. I mean, even though the first one was outsourced, it still looked pretty good. And then the second one was really nice with Sasaki Yohei on, on board. And then the manga version, I just feel like, it, 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 it's like we said, we've touched upon it already, so there's really not much more I can add. But I think that the manga, the manga version was really nicely done too. I mean, mm-hmm. it 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 was kind of like Sorachi showing his chops that he can do an action series when he wants to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, see, I don't know. I kind of, uh, I really, I really like the anime and how it's handled, but I also think the manga does a great job too. Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like 
feel like by uh, like a slight margin, I I feel like I do enjoy the anime a little bit more. But I will say I had really I didn't really have a ton of problem with the manga either. But I think the anime has some slight improvements on the material that make me kind of enjoy this uh this story a little bit more. It it adds a lot of little things that I think really make this feel a little more complete. But I guess that's with most anime adaptations, or some. I don't know about all, but um, but yeah, just just a, a slight margin. Anime. I feel like I have to go with the anime on this one. I, I really enjoyed watching this, watching this animated. But the manga is not bad by any means. Uh, so no, it's not bad by any. I I I have a difficult time choosing between both. I mean, I guess the anime, by virtue of the anime having sound and color, <laughs> it kind of wins out. I mean, it it does and some of the directorial choices for the second episode were really nice so yeah i would side with anime too okay and i think that's about it for that segment so if you guys want to watch the gintama anime you want to watch episodes 51 and 52 you want to watch the infant strife arc uh you can go over to uh crunchy roll and uh either watch it for free if you're in the u.s or or if you uh you know, want to avoid uh, watching ads during your uh, during your viewing? Uh, get a subscription; it's pretty much worth it at uh, six ninety five a month. You can even like watch all the new shows coming out too. So, and oh, and we shouldn't forget that you know there's a new season of Gintama coming out that'll probably be on Crunchyroll when it starts, most likely in April. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, get, especially get a Crunchyroll account for uh, for when the new season comes out, so you can watch that week to week. I know I will. And I think that's about it for that segment. We should just move on to the next thing. And with all of that, that is going to bring this episode to a close. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed our coverage of the Infant Strife arc. Uh, on this episode, we covered chapters 79 and 80 of the manga in our two manga recaps. We also had a life lesson segment discussing the chapter titles for both chapters uh, respectively. And uh, last but not least, we had a anime manga comparison segment of episodes 51 and 52. And uh, that about does it for the Infant Strife arc. Like I said, I hope everybody enjoyed it, and uh, I hope everybody enjoyed listening to Bomber again. Uh, definitely somebody I try to have on as much as I can, and uh, hopefully we will be hearing from him again in, uh, in the near future. Uh, maybe not next episode, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But um, I guess, you know, speaking of Bomber... Uh, I think I mentioned before, if you want to follow him on Twitter, you can follow him at Kiroban. That's K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N, Kiroban. And uh, you should also follow his his new blog. Um, I mentioned it on the previous episode, but uh, Bomber used to do these things on his uh, Twitter account called the, uh, what he liked to call his uh, weekly Shonen Sunday talkbacks, where uh, he would basically go through almost the entirety of an issue of Weekly Shonen Sunday and uh, talk about the manga that he reads from that magazine in particular. Uh, for those who don't know, Weekly Shonen Magazine is essentially the magazine that runs manga such as uh, 
Detective Conan slash Case Closed and uh, and uh, Magi, Magi, however you want to call it, uh, you know, manga like that. Uh, doesn't have much of a presence over here, unfortunately, but there are manga in that magazine that people do know and read and very much love. Um, but uh, Bomber has basically started a whole blog dedicated to uh, dedicated to these kind of recaps uh, called the uh, Sunday Talkback blog, and you can find that blog at wsstalkback.blogspot.com. You should. Uh, check back every, I want to say, uh, Tuesday for a new post uh, from that blog. Again, Bomber is very passionate about uh, Weekly Shunted Sunday and most of the series that run in that magazine, and really just the magazine as a whole. So, you know, if you're interested in learning more about that magazine uh, in particular, and you're interested in what kind of manga runs in that magazine, you know, just go go, go check that out. Again, that's wsstalkback.blotspock.com and uh, with that out of the way, um, again, thank you so much to Bobber for joining us. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're interested in any of my opinions at all, if you, you don't already get enough of them from this show, uh, you could follow me on Twitter at SniperKing323. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. And uh, I do a few other podcasts as well. Um, besides this show, I also record, uh, actually speaking of Detective Conan, I record a podcast sort of similar to this one where we uh, talk about Detective Conan slash Case Closed through the manga from the very beginning, except I talk about it with uh, Doctor from the Ass Backwards Anime Podcast and Just a Gintama Podcast. Uh, that is One Podcast Prevails, so if you're a fan of Detective Conan, uh, you can go find that at OnePodcastPrevails.com. And if you really just want to hear me talk about manga in general, um, I do read a lot of other series, and uh, you can hear me talk about some of them on Manga Mavericks, that's at AllComic.com. Uh, we not only talk about manga as a medium, but as an industry, so we also talk about a lot of uh, late, uh, talk about the latest happenings in the in the manga industry and what news is coming out of that. I record that with my friend Sid, otherwise known as La Brahma Yasha. He was a past guest on Life Lessons with me during the uh, Umibozu arc. So, uh, you know, if you want to hear me talk about just manga in general, go listen to that. That's at allcomic.com. Uh, but as for Life Lessons, uh, you can listen to this episode and the rest of our show at gintolifelessons.wordpress.com. That's where every episode is posted first. Uh, you can also listen to us on Stitcher or the Stitcher Smart Radio app or on Player FM if you so choose. You can follow us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, or YouTube.com slash GintaMangaCast. That's G-I-N-T-A-M-A-N. G-A-C-A-S-T, GintamangaCast. You can also email us anything about Gintama, the podcast, or just really anything in general. We'll read it on the show at GintaLifeLessons at gmail.com. Or you can leave us feedback in our thread, in our uh, occasional threads whenever I get the post chance to post them over on the Gintama subreddit. That's at reddit.com slash r slash Gintama. But the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Please do that. That would uh, mean the world to us. But um, I think that's about it for this episode. Um, I do just want to put out there real quick. Uh, join us next time for episode 55, where I will be joined by Lisa Wallen, a uh, professional stand-up comedian from, I want to say, Georgia. I, I can't, I'm so bad, I forgot where she, where she actually lives. No, actually, I think it's Seattle. Seattle. I am not good with uh, geography. 
Well, uh, wh- where does she actually live? Uh, find out on the next episode of Life Lessons. Uh, we um, we covered chapter 81 of the manga there and had a lot of really good discussion on uh, Gintama and what it sort of means to her as a comedian. Um, good, uh, I thought it was a pretty good episode, but uh, hopefully I will be releasing that in the next week or so. Um yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm definitely going to be getting that one out pretty soon. I have it all recorded. I just need to sit down and edit it. So hopefully it'll be out sooner. But uh, it'll definitely be out within the next week. Hopefully, hopefully on Monday or maybe Wednesday at the latest. I don't know just yet, but it will be out soon. I can promise that. Um, so look forward to that episode. But uh, until then, this has been episode 54 of Life Lessons Ikintama Manga Cast, and we will see you guys next time. So. See ya.